Yo, yo, what's up, everybody? Naz back with the uh, Anchor Edition East Society podcast. Um, coming back at you guys with another list. Hold on, it's cold in here. Let me shut that window. Uh, I know we kind of took a break for a while, but we gave you guys a three hour episode. So hopefully, uh, that gave you what you needed for three hours. Um, if you listen to it all in one shot, thank you. If not, then just make sure you listen to all of it. We try not to do three hours, but when we take weeks and weeks off, it's uh, tough to try to jam what, not everything we, we had on there, but we, we jammed enough on there. But we got another episode coming uh, really soon. But um, I'm not alone. The Zisu's not here. He's usually the one sitting here with me when we're doing these lists. But um, we got a very, she's not a guest. She's a part of the East Society. You hear her beautiful voice every episode. Uh, but Becca is back in the house. What's up, babe? How you doing? Hi, good. How are you? <laughs> same old, same old. I'm here. Grandkids, kids of brats and all that. So, but uh, what can you do? What can you do? And besides I'll working. Uh, <laughs> you can have my cats. <laughs> oh, I'll die. I, I always got to <laughs> make sure I'm all medicated and nasal spray and everything uh, if I come visit you because oh, those cats will kill me. <laughs> uh, but with that, we are here with, uh, we're on listchallenges.com. I found a website that has a million lists, so be prepared for more. But uh, this is uh, Becca's pick, and it is, if you grew up watching 36 slash 40 of these classic 80s movies, your parents raised you right. I can guarantee you I've probably seen all 40 of these, but uh, we shall see. Um, I'm just going to run down the list that that's here. So this is no like uh, order. It's just random 80s films. But Becca is a child of the 80s. We grew up around the same time. So I'm sure she's seen everything that I'd seen when uh, she was living closer to me. We're at the movies all the time. So hopefully we can. Uh, what was the last thing we saw? Um. Uh, well, Zombieland. Was that the first? Was the, the second, second one? Second one, yeah. What was that theater? I know theaters are different uh, in your area. Oh, we went to Harkins. Okay, I did like that. I love the popcorn, so definitely next time oh I come God, down. Amazing. <laughs> next time I come down, we got to go. I'll send you a one. bag of it. Guys, <laughs> oh, if I eat it all before it got here, but. <laughs> all righty uh i'm pretty sure um she had seen this film but we're gonna start off with what, what they have for their number one list 1985's john hughes classic the breakfast club oh hell yeah <laughs> hell yeah when i graduated from high school we played don't you forget about me as we threw our caps in the air oh man this this, this song just reminds me of one of my friends shout out to Addie because she sang it when we were in school it was when it was a hit um this was a movie what did we see oh we saw um well i wanted to see everyone knows that i'm a huge madonna fan the 80s madonna a little bit of the 90s until she went wacky but um it was a double feature it was desperately seeking susan and the breakfast club and i remember seeing the uh, little marquee that's right outside the theater before you walk in to show you, tell you what's showing in there. It said Breakfast Susan. So, <laughs> But uh, Breakfast Club, I, I love this film. Um, that's the best. You mess with the bull, you get the horns. I mean, there's so many one-liners. 
There's a ton in this. I mean, we got uh, Molly Ringwald, uh, the beautiful Ali Sheedy, which this is when I fell in love with her. Uh, Anthony Michael Hall, uh, Emilio Estevez, Emilio, and <laughs> the awesome uh, Judd Nelson. Um, did we all want to be John Bender? <laughs> Hell yeah, we did. <laughs> but, uh, right. I got a picture. I'll have to send it to you uh, when we're done with this. Um, I got my uh, I had my John Bender uh, trench coat uh, from uh, <laughs> I don't know where I got it from uh somebody's dad or yard sale but uh i thought i was i thought i was john bender when i was in high school but uh did you ever go to detention uh yes (laughs) pretty sure we all did yes (laughs) i did um i never went to a detention like this where we just sat in a room or sat in a nice uh, library uh, ours was we had to go to school on Saturday and pick up trash. And man, was that boring. But I did the, five times, I think. Um, I was just a little hellraiser in school, everyone. But I did all my homework. So boys and girls, do your homework and go to school every day. I had nothing else to do. So that was probably the main reason why I went to school. But we walked around and picked up trash and just had a good time and just did that for a few hours. It seemed like we were there like all day, but I I don't remember like, but in this film they were there all day and seemed like nobody really knew each other except for um, Emilio and Molly Ringwald's characters because they were in the, the in crowd, I guess would you say he'd be more of a jock and she'd be more of um, those preppies in the eighties. Everyone, I don't know what they call them today, but, um, if I was at this school, I would have been more in the John Bender and um, Allison crowd. I, I had friends that were jocks and preppy friends. And uh, I guess you put um, Anthony Michael Hall in the, the, the brain geek nerd section. I know that's me, especially in today's times, but it was different in the 80s. But um, <laughs> If you had to pick a, a group out of these five characters, which uh, one would you have been in? Or would you have just hung out with all of them? You know, in high school, um, I was a bit of a jock, but also a bit of a nerd. Because by the time I was a junior, I was already taking college courses. And, like, people really didn't want to hang out with me because they thought I was way too smart. And I'm like, I just doing my own thing. (laughs) Yeah, I was all over the place uh, with this. Oh, but. Um, but this was an awesome film. This is definitely one uh, from our from our teenage years, and it still holds up today. I, I can watch this film whenever I feel the urge to. Pretty much any John Hughes film, and I'm sure we'll get to more as we go through this list. But um, Ali Sheedy, uh, at this at this point in, in the '80s, uh, boys and girls, that I know you guys call him emo or goth or whatever now. All the the, the ones that wear all the all black and everything, but in our day, they were called mod. I don't know what MOD stood for. Um, it was just mod. That's what they called this style. A lot of them listening to like Depeche Mode, The Cure, and oh, yes. bands like that, which I still love all those. But Absolutely. But I, I loved her. I mean, no matter what the weather was, you had long sleeves on, uh, black shirts and long skirts or sometimes short ones, but 
I don't know what that st- I don't know what that style was. It, it always reminded me of my friend Amelia. She dressed like that, and I just thought. And I remember it'd be like a million degrees in the summer, and she still had all these clothes on. I'm like, damn! I don't think I've ever seen her skin. <laughs> I mean, not even like her arms or her legs. I mean, <laughs> I still keep in contact with her now, but we're we're much much older, and finally got to see the the color of her skin, other than her face. So, but. Uh, she was a really cool person. Um, but yeah, the Breakfast Club time was classic. I love this one. So, sure. Moving on, this was one still John Hughes. Well, the next few will be John Hughes. Um, I like the film, but I didn't love it as much as like Sixteen Candles or, or Breakfast Club. But Pretty in Pink. Um, oh. yes, absolutely. I think it was one of the best ones. I would have just been with Ducky. I don't think I would have hung out with Blaine. I loved Ducky. John Cryer. John Cryer, yeah. Um, <laughs> what's the guy? John Cryer, Molly Wingwald, and Thanos. <laughs> what the heck's his <laughs> name? He was the the <laughs> asshole of the film. Um, not not Thanos. I'm sorry. Um, uh, Ultron. From uh, oh yeah, yeah. Uh, this is, this is James Spader. That's what. That's what the, he was the the asshole in this one. And Andrew McCarthy was was the Blaine, the one that um, and Andy. I think that's what Molly Ringwald's character's name was. She was the one that was kind of falling for him. But Ducky was the one was the guy that was put in the friend zone and like did anything for her and was always there for her. Did you have a ducky when you were growing up? I asked this to a lot of people. <laughs> I uh, yeah, I'm trying to remember. Out of all honesty, I don't think I really did. I'm trying to think if anyone, while I was in school, well, she didn't go to school with me, but oh, yeah, that's another story, everyone. <laughs> she don't, listen. <laughs> she don't listen. So, but. <laughs> Yeah, we didn't go to school together, but there was someone that I was <laughs> right there. <laughs> but anyway, um, I you know I have not seen this film in a really long time. I will definitely I have it because I know I just bought the uh, the steel book that came out not too long ago. So I guess it'll give me a reason to throw it in. But I do love that how uh, Andrew McCarthy's character Blaine and Steph as uh, James Spader they were the more upscaled uh, rich kids uh seemed like um andy and ducky were from the other side of the tracks so they were like she liked him he kind of liked her but didn't want to hang out with her because of what neighborhood she grew up in that, from what i remember that's that's how it went but and ducky was just like right there in love with her but she didn't think of him that way so but uh, john cryer he's awesome all right um moving on I love this one. And did as a guy, all of us wanted to do this, but um watching it now there seems like like okay, well maybe not. But anyway, this is weird science. Uh eighty five also came out in eighty five. This was it was right after Breakfast Club, I remember that. Um I was watching something and they were talking to uh Kelly LeBrock about this and she was like, um she felt kind of weird making this film because of 
she was much older than um uh what's his nuts um Robert Downey Jr. No, the uh, the and other dude um God dang it, the other guy. Uh not my Anthony Michael Hall. Um Wyatt. That was his his name was Wyatt, but Oh what, yeah. What the hell was his name in the his real name? Ian Mitchell Smith. Yeah, that was him. She was much older than him, and there's a scene where she had to kiss him. Again, different times in the eighties. <laughs> so but I mean, could they do that today? Probably not. <laughs> but um I love this film, written and directed by the great John Hughes and Bill Paxton just personified older brothers. Chet Donnelly, he was awesome in this film. I mean, he was just he's Bill Paxton and he fucking kicked ass. I mean, it's rest in peace. I met him once at Comic-Con. He was really nice and really cool. But I love this film. Yeah, and we did get a very young uh, Tony Stark. Robert Downey mm-hmm. Jr. was in it. And also uh, Russell, uh, Robert Russler. Uh, that They played Max and Ian. These guys were awesome. I mean, Robert Downey, I mean, he's huge now. But back then in the 80s, he was always a side character. Uh, he did have his movies where he started to star in, but then he fell into all the the issues that he had drugs in and out of jail and all that. Basically, if you guys saw less than zero, that was his life. <laughs> so, mm-hmm. but uh, I've always loved the two girls in it, Hilly and Deb, uh, Suzanne Snyder and Judy Arneson. I think that's her name. Uh, I met Suzanne Snyder. She was the blonde one to play Deb. Uh, she was really cool. I met her at a horror convention. I still want to meet the other one, but Kelly LeBrock, I still love her. This is when I fell in love with her in this film, and then she didn't. But women in Lady and was it Lady in Red, Woman in Red, one of those ones. Lady in Red, and there was another. Oh, uh, when she was hooked up with Seagal, Hard to Kill. Yeah, she she was in that, and then they got into their their issues. Um, I think she's doing the con circuit. I would like to meet her. I, I've always liked her in the things uh, that I've seen her in. My, Anthony Michael Hall, he was like king, one of the kings of the 80s. And uh, he came back. Did you see that last Halloween? Halloween Kills? No, I haven't seen that yet. Uh, I'll have to send you the code then. I think I have it still. I have the movie, but um, you do the the little digital codes, right? Mm-hmm. All right. Well, I'll have to dig for it. I think I still have it. Bye, I'll send it to you so you can check it out. It was awesome. Sweet. All right. But yeah, um, weird science, two nerds, two guys, <laughs> just being guys, <laughs> couldn't couldn't get girls. So they decided to make one and then all hell broke loose because um, they made her and then she just took over their lives. But it was for the good in the end. She did give them that confidence to be uh, two two ladies, man. By the end of the film, but I love this one. It's it's hilarious. Uh, it's real raunchy. I think my favorite scene in this whole film is when they're all when they're at the at the bar, that little jazz bar, when they're hanging out with um the black guy, the older black guy. <laughs> that scene was hella funny. <laughs> Cause uh, what's his name? Um, Gary Anthony Michael Hall. He got hella drunk. <laughs> he just, yeah, he did. <laughs> <laughs> awesome film. You guys haven't seen Weird Science. I mean, I, I, I don't know what to tell you, but all right, moving on to the next one. Um, that's three down for us that we've seen. 
This one came out in 1983. This was directed by Francis Ford Coppola. And this is The Outsiders. Yes. Who did you like in this one? When you saw it the first time, just like, oh, my God, he's, he's hot. C. Thomas Howell. Pony boy. Yes. Um, if I had to, if I, if I was female and I had to pick someone, of course, it's going to be Dallas Winston. Matt Dillon was awesome in this film. Um, this was one that my cousin took us to see because he, he had read the book. He was oh, this, it's going to be good. Let's go see. I didn't know what it was. But when I saw who was in it, I was like, oh, okay, I've seen some of these guys in movies by this time. I didn't think I'd be sitting there crying at the end. If you guys know the story of what happens at the end, but oh my God, I still love this movie. This is one of those ones that I could um, throw in and watch. And same kind of situation. Uh, you got the rich kids, and then you got the other poor kids or whatever, the greasers on the other side of the tracks. This all took place in Tulsa, Oklahoma. I was out in Oklahoma last week, and I, I wanted to go to the outsider house, but I just wasn't there long enough to, to go see it. Because from what I understand, it's a museum. So you get to go in there and, and look around and everything, so... I eventually want to do that at some point. But this film was amazing. Did you see, out of these four films we talked about, did you see them all in the theater? Um, no, actually, I never saw any of those movies in the theater. I had seen them all on TV or uh, VHS. <laughs> but we, we saw them all growing up. Oh, so, yes. But... Yeah, these these were these were awesome films. You know what? I think I saw Weird Science when it came on VHS as well. I don't know why I didn't go see it in the theater, but uh, I I don't remember. I remember being in the theater around the corner from my house, but I, I don't think I ever made it out. But the Breakfast Club, Pretty Pink, and The Outsiders, I did see those in the theater. Um, if I I would totally been a greaser. Uh, if I was in this movie. So, I mean, I loved everything that was going on. Young Ralph Macchio, uh, Johnny Cade. He was the one uh, that he was. He was a really nice guy, but he was really just kind of shy and timid. But it was a reason he got jumped by uh, the associates and they gave him, that's what gave him that big scar on his face. But uh, awesome film. Two bit um, Emilio Estevez. He was awesome. Tom Cruise is in it and he's probably like the biggest name in it. But. At this time in the 80s, he was only in it, like, in a few parts. He wasn't there yeah. the whole movie. So it was and mainly. Soda Pop. <laughs> yeah, Rob Lowe. It was mainly uh, Pony Boy, Johnny, and then Dallas. And then the other uh, popped in every now and then. All right, moving on down the list. This next one, I've seen it maybe once or twice and was never really that big of a fan of it. And this is uh, 1985's St. Elmo's Fire. It's directed by Joel Schumacher. I I didn't really care for this one. Did you? It it was all right. I mean, honestly, I don't remember much of the movie except for like the song now. But I hate that song. <laughs> I didn't like it when it was a hit. And I I if it comes on the radio, I listen to the eighties. I change <laughs> code one i just <laughs> never liked that song i don't even remember the guy's name i think this was the only hit he had but 
on this one when I fell in love with Demi Moore because uh, I never I don't I think I ever seen her in anything before this when we saw Rob Lowe we knew who Andrew McCarthy was Emilio Estevez Jed Nelson Ali Sheedy we knew who they all were and there was a bunch of other people in the film but they were the pretty much the main ones I don't even remember the plot of this film um group of friends just out of college struggle with adulthood okay the only one I remember really who had an issue I guess I'd have to rewatch it again but I just was never I saw I saw in the I saw the drive-in but then I was I was like this is not very good because it came out after breakfast club and it had not all of them but a few most of them from the film in, in it so I was like all right is it gonna be another comedy this one was more of a there was comedy in it, but I say it was more of a drama, if anything. The only one I really remember who had issues that that comes to me was Demi Moore. Because I remember that scene when she's sitting in her room, uh, just sitting in the middle of the room crying and Rob Lowe had to go in there and uh, talk her down. And I think Ali Sheedy was with Jed Nelson, but then she had an affair with Andrew McCarthy and Amelia Estevez. I just remember him working at a, at a diner or a restaurant. See, I, I, I don't really remember this film at all. I guess I'll have to find it and rewatch it. Maybe my mind will change, but uh, the, the 85 Nez left like, yeah, that was, you know, I think the second time I saw it was when it came on like cable or something, but all right, 1984's. Oh, this is my favorite, favorite John Hughes film, and this is Sixteen Candles. Yes. Yeah, you you can't <laughs> go wrong with Sixteen Candles. No, um, love it. We just, um, we just watched this recently, and uh, the Zisu and I were talking about it. Some of the stuff in this film cannot be made today with (laughs) with the racial stuff that was going on in this, and especially with the foreign exchange student. You can't do that anymore. Again, I say this all the time: different times in the eighties. If you got Hulu, it's streaming on there, and if you have not seen it in a while, watch it. And you'll see what we're talking about. Because, yeah, you can't do the long duck dog thing <laughs> anymore. <laughs> Is it funny still? Yes. But yeah. you got the. Ooh. <laughs> I mean, like Blazing Saddles. If you guys have seen that on how wrong the film is. But I still love that movie. It's hilarious. Oh, best. I seen it at one of those uh, theaters when they were showing old movies, and it seemed like everybody was afraid to laugh at all the racial things in it. Not me. I didn't give a fuck. I was, I was laughing my ass off. But <laughs> if you guys know me, that's the kind of humor I have. But uh, 16 Candles, awesome film. A girl falls in love with uh, a guy at school, and uh, turns out uh, Jake Ryan he likes her, but doesn't really know because they don't. They're not in the same circles. He's a no. I don't think he was a jock, but he hung out with the jocks and the cheerleaders and all that. And uh, Samantha Molly Ringwald, she was just a kid hung out in school, and 
course, Anthony Michael Hall. This was probably his his most role that he's known for, uh, playing a Farmer Ted, aka the Geek, and he was awesome in it. I mean, you even got a young um, uh, John Cusack. He's in this as well as the sister Joan Cusack. She's in it, and there was the um, Jamie Gertz. She's in it as well, but she's not. Jamie Gerst that we know later, like during Lost Boys and all that. But this film is amazing. I think out of all the John Hughes films, this is the one that I saw the most, like over and over in the theater. Because I just couldn't get I didn't even know what it was. My cousin goes, let's go see this. I was like, eh, all right. I just thought it was going to be a little teenage love story type. It is. But man, it was good. <laughs> I, lo- <laughs> I love this film. All righty. Um, moving on. Oh, to 1988, to the woman of my dreams, uh, and this is uh, Heather's. Oh, I just love Winona Ryder. I, I don't care what anybody says. Is she wacky and crazy? Probably. I, I don't know. But <laughs> we're all a little wacky or crazy. Um, I love this film. And I only saw it because of her. I mean, I fell in love with her uh, when she looked like a little boy in Lucas uh, with the the great and late Corey Haim. Um, she's the same age as me, everyone. I know that. She's like a month or so uh, younger than me. But we're both uh, the big five zero now. But Heather's, I have not seen this one in a really long time. This one was more of a dark comedy because I remember when it came out, there was some... Some controversy going around about, uh, I mean, especially with today with with school shootings and everything, and this this guy wanted to, and then wanted to murder the Heather's girls. <laughs> uh, funny movie, yes, it is, but if you read between the lines, uh, could they make this film today like this and just try to play it off as a comedy? Ugh, I don't, I don't know. But again, I have not seen this film in a really long time. I'll definitely have to. You guys got Prime Video. It's, it's streaming on there. But what did you think of this one? I liked it. But then like I like this is where I really started to crush on <laughs> Christian Slater. <laughs> he, he's in his younger days, even in his older days, he's not bad looking. But his younger days, oh, he was Yep. Amazing. Did you watch? uh, Do you or did you watch uh, Mr. Robot? Yes, (laughs) I like that. (laughs) Uh, Theo the Zisu, he kept trying to get me to watch that over and over and over. We did the Mr. Robot experience at Comic Con, so I was like, I guess I better give this show a watch. I got hooked instantly. Right? <laughs> I could Can't, not stop like, watching stop. it. Yeah, and it sucks it's only like a few seasons, but I'm going to have to go back and, and rewatch it. Um, was this before 90210 with Shannon Doherty? I want to say it was. Because I remember I was never a Brenda fan from 90210. Uh, I, was yeah, more, I was more of an Andrea I liked her. That was 1990 was 90210. All right, this was 88. So all right, yeah, 90210 when right came out later, but the but this film was awesome. It's it's hilarious and 
a lot of young stars uh, that were in it that are uh, still out there doing it today. So uh, much, much older, but <laughs> it was still uh, an awesome film. Again, streaming on uh, streaming on Prime Video if you guys have it. So definitely check it out uh, for my girl, Winona Ryder. But moving on. <laughs> Uh, this next one, I remember when it came out and all my friends, we all went and seen it and uh, all the girls were just in love with Matthew Broderick. And this is Ferris Bueller's Day Off. Yes. I love this film too. Uh, I liked, uh, what's his name more though? Uh, Cameron. Cameron. <laughs> <laughs> I actually watched this not too long ago too. I, there, it, for When there's nothing else on TV, this is a really good good go-to movie just entertainment it's pure entertainment something i wish i would have done when i was in high school too just took that day and i'm gonna go watch a sing in a parade i was watching something that, um what was it called something on youtube uh they were saying it would be impossible for him to do everything that he did that day but i was sitting there thinking about it i you probably could but you'd have to do a lot of um, scheduling because I don't think he said, I don't think they watched the whole baseball game when they were, when they were at the Cubs game and, <laughs> and, and all that. And I mean, just for all the stuff that he had them lined up to do, I mean, that, there would have been no way they probably just went to the game, sat there for an inning or two and then went on, moved on. But um, this movie's awesome. I loved it. I, my thing, my favorite part of this film was his uh, narration. Every time he would look at the camera and start talking. (laughs) (laughs) I loved it all this. And we don't know actually who Ferris Bueller is that much. Just by often he's just this really popular kid and everybody loves him. So I thought that was cool. Did we all want to be a Ferris Bueller? Of course. I know I did, but Mm. it's far from Ferris Bueller. I was more of a Cameron. Uh, Alan uh, Ruck, I think that was his name. I actually saw him in Hollywood one time. Marky was down there doing an interview for school at a music school. And I was driving around trying to find a parking space. If you guys drove around Hollywood trying to find a parking spot, if you're not going to park in a parking lot, it's like near to impossible. But I found one right in front of a uh, um, a gym, a workout center or whatever. I was just sitting there just kind of listening to the radio, messing around on my phone. I saw this guy come walk out and I looked over at him and I saw him and it was, it was Cameron. I, I couldn't remember his real name. I just went Cameron. He went, Hey, and waved. He kept walking. At, at least he acknowledged it. He could have looked at me like, who, who the hell are you? But <laughs> he responded to it. I mean, he, he's done millions and millions of, of uh, film and TV, but who knows? I'm sure everyone probably calls him Cameron. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, Mia Sarah, I uh, thought she was beautiful. I don't know what uh, she's been doing lately. Because uh, I don't think the, one of the last things I saw her in was Time Cop. And that was in uh, 94. Uh, of course, uh, Legend with Tom Cruise before. That's when I first saw her. But in this one, I mean, we all fell in love with Simone Peterson. Um, Jeffrey Jones has Mr. Ed Rooney, awesome character, but then he turned into a creep. Uh, if you guys want to read up on him, uh, yeah, search him. But I think the the, the character that stole this uh, this film for me was uh, Edie McClure. 
She played Grace. She was Ed Rooney's <laughs> secretary. <laughs> she was sitting at her desk in the whiteout, <laughs> pulling pencils out of her hair. I I just love her. I mean, everything that she's done, everything she's been in, um, she was awesome. And it, she just had that little mom vibe that, that you could just sit there and enjoy. But uh, Ferris Bueller, awesome, awesome film. If you guys have not seen that, if you have Showtime, it's streaming on there. But all right, this next one, um, I I can appreciate uh, what it is, but I was never really that big of a fan of the film. And this is uh, the 1986. Uh, this is the remake, uh, Little Shop of Horrors. Oh yes, uh, Rick Moranis, Ellen Green, Vincent Gardena, and Steve Martin. Uh, James Belushi, John Candy, Bill Murray, Christopher Guest, and millions and millions of other people in it. It's it's true. It's a true '80s classic. Um, the songs get stuck in my head every time I, I that I've seen this. Uh, directed by the great Frank Oz. Um, I think what I remember the most about this, I mean, I did see it in theater, but in high school we did a play for it, or I I wasn't. I was just watching it. They did a, a little uh, high school production of Little Shop of Horrors. And I thought it was really cool what they did. I mean, just to make the big, um, what was the plant's name? Um, I don't know if you remember. I don't remember the plant's name, but I just remember. Uh, feed me. Audrey, too. Because um, Seymour was in love with Audrey. And uh, that's when he, he named his plant. <laughs> Audrey T. <laughs> it was eating everyone. Um, the one that stole this for me was Steve Martin. I mean, Steve Martin's just amazing. And I loved his song, um, If You Want to Be a Dentist or whatever that was. That dentist <laughs> song. Um, that one was awesome. I loved it. Um, did you see this one in the theater or cable? Yeah, still on TV. Like, I don't know. I don't, the only ones I ever really went to the theaters to see was Star Wars. <laughs> of course. True, true. Well, two of those were in the 80s. First one was in the 70s. But Yeah. Uh, but Nothing so f- like seeing that on the screen. Yeah. So far, you've seen all of these. <laughs> all right. I'm shooting for 40. <laughs> yeah. We're right now. We're, uh, we're nine for nine. <laughs> so uh, number 10, um, Clue. The movie. I love oh, the game. Yes. I could still play it today. Tim Curry. Oh, this, yes. This movie was awesome. I, I loved it. I have not seen this film in a really long time. Um, But if you guys do remember this time, um, when, it, when the film came out, you could go to different theaters and see different endings. I can't remember how many endings. I want to say there was three alternate endings, but it depended on where you saw it. I only, I saw whatever ending I saw. I don't remember when I, I saw it once in the theater. And then when it came out on VHS, it had all the endings. So, but I have not seen this in a really long time. You guys got Paramount plus it's streaming on there, but uh, I loved what was going on. It pretty much took uh, all the stuff from the game, the board game, and just threw it uh, on the big screen and, and made it awesome with Ellen Barron, of course, Tim Curry, Madeline Kahn, uh, Christopher Lloyd, Michael uh, McKeon, Martin Mull, uh, Leslie Ann Warren. Oh, I still love her. 
Uh, Colleen <laughs> Camp. I mean, there was and, and a bunch of other people. Oh, uh, Lee Vang from Fear. Yeah, he was in this. And yeah, this movie is hilarious. Um, you play the game, uh, the board game. Oh yeah, definitely. There's so many versions of it now, but it nothing beats the original. Yeah, that's what I've noticed. I was looking for well, Daniel's birthday's coming up, and I was just looking at like board games, kid games for us to play. There's a million different Monopoly editions. There's a million different Clue editions. Uh, uh, Even Operation. Yeah, that one. I was just about to say that one. There's a bunch of different ones. Yeah. So I'm like, uh, I'm just going to stick with the classics, like Hungry Hungry Hippos. I think you'll get some enjoyment out of that one. <laughs> oh, yeah. Got that one. Got Candyland. Trouble. I don't think he's Candyland yet. I think he's just more of the, the I think, um, Hungry Hungry Hippos will, will wear him out. <laughs> so, I think I'll get that. Uh, I'll do Twister, but I'm, I'm gonna have to get into shape. That. I don't, I don't do think, a little stretching. Yeah, I don't think Che Che can win at Twister now, but we'll see. I'm surprised they didn't make that into a movie. Um, but all right, moving on to 1987, The Princess Bride. Oh my gosh, it is inconceivable. That movie. Love it, love it, love it. I absolutely seen it a few times. I don't have the love for it like everybody else does. Oh my gosh! Um, it's got Andre the Giant in it. How can you not love it? I I know, but um, my name is Enrico Montoya. <laughs> you killed my father. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, um, I'll I'll have to rewatch this one. Uh. Some if you got IMDb TV, it's on there, but I'll have to search elsewhere because I don't want to. I hate, I mean, I don't oh, mind. I got it on a DVD, I'll send it to you. <laughs> <laughs> I don't mind watching IMDb TV, but I've been spoiled with the no commercials and everything, so. <laughs> but uh, I don't know, we'll see. But yeah, this had tons of people in it. Uh, Cariel Elvis, I think that's his name, Mandy Patakin. Uh, beautiful Robin Wright, a.k.a. Jenny from Forrest Gump. Chris Sarandon, Christopher Guest, Wallace Shawn, the great and legendary Andre the Giant. Uh, very, very young uh, Fred Savage. Uh, Peter Falk, he's Columbo. Oh, that's right, he was in this. Uh, Carol Kane, uh, Billy Crystal, and millions and millions of other people that were in it. Um, yeah, I have to rewatch this again. I mean, I just remember bits and pieces. Uh, from it, so I could just about cite that movie word for word. <laughs> we, I saw this at the drive-in. It was after it was whatever whatever movie we saw was the new one, and Princess Bride was the the second feature. Because uh, my friends were like, "Oh, this movie's awesome! Let's watch it." I knew what it was, but I'd never seen it, so I just sat there and watched it. I was like, oh, "Okay, yeah, that was, that was funny. Made me laugh, but." Um, I know it sounds blasphemous, but I never was really like, oh, my God, I love this film. I I don't know. I haven't seen it in a really long time. So, but we'll just have to get it. Um, All right. This next one. Are you a fan of the 1987 classic Dirty Dancing? Oh, yes. Oh, yes. 
Yeah, I, St. Patrick's lazy, even though, you know, I met him. Was he drunk? Rest in peace. Yes. <laughs> well, he flew out of Reno that one time. Yeah, right? that, he came down into the break room because everybody was bugging him upstairs. Yeah. And he, man, he was he was heated up. Yeah, rest in peace. We love you. But yeah, he was heated up. But he was nice. He at least was signing every. I know. I mean, he got away from everyone upstairs bugging him and came downstairs to all us bugging him and signing <laughs> things. <laughs> Uh, I was like, I didn't get nothing signed. I should have, but it, it was cool to meet him. But I didn't see this when it was big. I didn't see it in the theater. I didn't see it in the drama. And I actually saw this a year or so. No, a couple, a few years ago. I just recently seen this. Oh, see, this one, no, I did see this one in the theater. And my favorite is Nobody Puts Baby in a Corner. <laughs> and I still say that today. Somebody who's, I'm like, uh-uh, no, you don't do that. <laughs> yeah, I, it was, it was one of those ones when people were, were talking about it. And I was like, you know what? I never seen this. So it came on uh, one of those, one of those channels. And I recorded it, so I said, "Okay, let me let me sit down and watch this film." The only every time I think of Dirty Dancing, the only thing I really remember was going to summer camp in uh, 1988, and the soundtrack was big. And uh, one of the last nights there, we had a dance, and one of the counselors brought this a cassette tape, boys and girls, before CDs and all that. Um, I think CDs were there, but it was still cassettes. But anyway, she threw this in. And I was like, what? What the hell is this? And she goes, it's the Dirty Dancing soundtrack. You didn't see this movie? I was like, hell no, I didn't see this movie. <laughs> so I remember the soundtrack more than the movie. So I was like, oh. but I was, we were having fun. I was dancing to all of the songs that were in it. And, uh, did I have the time of my life dancing to this song? No, I didn't. But <laughs> <laughs> um, anyway, after finally, finally watching it, this movie is awesome. I loved it. I never saw the second one, Dirty Dancing, Havana Nights. I kind of don't want to see it. <laughs> but with this one, I was actually shocked on how good of a movie it was. Uh, Patrick Swayze as Johnny Castle. Uh, Jennifer Grey as Baby uh, Houseman. Um, Jennifer Grey, I mean, to each his own, everybody. Do, do what you want to your body. But I did not like her nose job. I liked her, how she looked in this movie. But this movie was good. And I don't know if you've watched it yet. There is um, on Netflix, there's a series called uh, The Movies That Made Us. And this is one that um, that they did. And uh, I, I watched it. I learned a lot from that. It made me appreciate the movie more. But if you guys did know the story between Patrick Swayze and Jennifer Grey, they hated each other. But they did the movie, and it was a huge hit for both of them. I think they met when they did Red Dawn, but then I think that's probably when, when it started. I could be right, I could be wrong, but I just remember that. But they were saying that they just really didn't 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 kick didn't hit it off so good. But they put that aside and, and they made this film. And this film was awesome. Uh, all right, really quick. I don't know if you know this. Did you know this is a time travel movie? No, I didn't know that at all. All right. Time of Your Life, that song, uh, it was written in 1987. And this was supposed to be taken 
place in the 60s. Oh. <laughs> so, so wow. this is this is this is what what I was saying. I kind of blow everyone's mind when I bring that up. Uh Johnny <laughs> Castle we got in his time machine, went all the way to 1987, got that song, and the well, Trent <laughs> traveled back to the 60s uh, to play it for that final uh, dead scene uh, at the at the end. So, all right, when we're together. We'll have to reenact that, and I'll run, and you can pick me up and hold me up. Oh, like, okay, all right, <laughs> hold me like baby. <laughs> I can <could> do it. <laughs> And a shout out to uh, Patrick Swayze. If you guys watched that movies that made us, he said his knees were just shot from football and, and everything in his life. And when he was dancing and dancing, that scene where he jumps off the stage, he said he did it so many times he he just couldn't take it anymore. And he finally just told the director, "Look, this is the last time I'm doing it. This better be it." And it was the one they used in the movie. So. <laughs> um, but this is I love this film It's awesome I just picked up a steel book not too long ago So uh, I love it Alright moving on I've seen this movie I know everybody loves it um, If you Listen to the show I blew the Zisu's mind away And this is 1986's uh, Tony Scott Tom Cruise film Top Gun yeah. Oh. I went to the uh, danger zone. When, when did you see? Yeah, this he's not like the most manly man for that part, but you gotta admit it was. And we've had that discussion though too. I mean, Top Gun versus um, what was the other one Iron we were talking Eagle. about? Iron, Iron Eagle. Eagle. Oh gosh, Iron shame Eagle's on me for forgetting that one. But I mean, yeah, Iron Eagle definitely over Top Gun, but Top Gun still. You watch that movie and be like, "Oh, I so like want to be in that cockpit," but then I know I would just hurl all over the place. So never mind. But uh, um, if you're new to the show, I'm gonna run through it really quick. The reason I don't like this film is it was built up to me too much. It was overhyped, oversold to me. I didn't. I saw it when it was in its theater in its first uh, original run, but I didn't see it until like maybe weeks after. Because every time we tried to go see it, it was sold out. It was packed. I didn't want to sit in the very front row, so I said, "Well, I'll, I'll eventually get to it." So, and everybody was like, "Oh my god, this is the greatest movie ever made!" And in the, in the commercials that they were making for this. Uh, when uh, when audience was coming out and they're like, oh, it makes me want to go join the Navy right now and this and that. And I was like, wow, this movie would be awesome. Finally came. I sat down. Uh, hardly anybody in the theater. So it was during the middle of the week. I know I went, I went after school. So nobody was in there. Really got my popcorn, got my soda. I said, all right, I'm going to watch this awesome movie. That is Top Gun. Started Tom Cruise, Jets, Iceman, uh, what's his nuts? The Goose. Uh, was that what's his name? The Goose. Yeah, Goose. Yeah, Goose. Goose. So you got Viper and Jester, Jester and Cougar Merlin. and all of them yep. and Merlin Slider. Uh, I was like, really? If it, if it had just Jets and fighting and uh, fighting the Russians, I would have loved it. But this is just a love story. And I was like, oh, that's what killed it for me. 
because I was like, because I was expecting a a fighter jet fighter movie, fighter jets or whatever. I was expecting that, and that's not what I got. I got take my breath away and <sighs> that Jenny, that nonsense. Kenny Loggins, dude. <laughs> I was like, really? This is what everybody is going nuts for. There's some other reasons that I don't want to get into <laughs> on air about <laughs> Top Gun, but this, I was just so disappointed. I left the theater like, this is what everyone's going crazy for? And I was like, oh, I, I just, I don't, I don't get it. I'm sorry, everyone. I mean, you probably love the movie, but I, I didn't. Um, Iron Eagle came came out the same year as Top Gun, and to me, that was a a jet movie. Yeah, it's the story's unbelievable. <laughs> the kid stealing jets and all that to go rescue his father, but that one, that one, to me, I I could get behind that one. Was there love in it? No, there was no love story in it. He was just like this boy that the love for his father. Because uh, the higher ups uh, in the military didn't want to go in the Air Force, didn't want to go get him because his dad uh, was shot down in, uh, in the enemy zone and they didn't want to go in and get him. They were just going to leave him there. But uh, Doug Masters said, hell no, nah, man, I'm getting chappy and we're going to go over there and rescue my dad. And that's what they did. Uh, Top Gun was take my breath away and love and this and that. and uh, Top Gun whatever anyway um but i am excited for maverick top gun 2 because that looks awesome uh will they be loving it i hope not man just give me more jets <laughs> i definitely gonna go see that in imax um because this time t cruise is in those jets flying around they weren't in they weren't in none they, they were in the fake jets in, in top gun the first one this time he's in there because you in that trailer when we see him taking off on the aircraft carrier, that was him. I watched a little making of it. So it took a while to get used to the speed of those jets. He goes, but that was all him in that. So I'm ready for that one. I guess they were filming some up in Tahoe somewhere up in the Sierras, they said, because uh, one day we were loading um, equipment and it all said Top Gun on the side. We're like, wow. Ooh. So I don't know. Probably assume we just film equipment, but I was like, all right, whatever. And a lot of stuff came to the freight house too, and it all said Top Gun on it. So I was like, damn. So I don't know. I don't know what they shot up there, but we'll see. Um, I think it got moved back. I, I don't remember uh, when exactly uh, it was supposed. To, it was supposed to come out like a couple of years ago. The world fell apart, but I believe Top Gun Two is coming out this year, um, in May, end of May. So hopefully uh, everything's good and we can get, get out and see it. But all right, moving on to back to the early 80s, 1982. And this is Fast Times at Ridgemont High. Yes, Macaulay. Oh, I have and Mr. Hand. Aloha. Oh, I still have my checker vans. Not I do right too. Now. Not wearing them I right do. now. I stepped in mud. So <laughs> they're all muddy over there, but. <laughs> This was, I was wearing Vans already, but I think this movie is what shot up the checkered Vans when Spicoli was wearing them. Uh, Sean Penn 
This is when I fell in love with Jennifer Jason Lee. She looks kind of rough now, but I still love you. I still love you if you're listening. Um, uh, Judge Reinhold, uh, Robert Romanis, I think that was his name. Brian Becker, the beautiful Phoebe Cates. Uh, Ray uh, Walston, Mr. Hand, and a bunch of other people in this film. Uh, I love this one. If you guys got uh, AMC Plus, it's streaming on there, so check it. But I love this film. We saw this at the drive-in. Um, it was when it was new. Well, we went and seen something else, and this was the second film. I don't even remember what the first film was because I was all about Fast Times. So I, I, I love this film. This is one of those ones you can throw in and, and watch whenever. Or if it's you just scrolling around TV and it's on it's on a channel, whatever, one of these channels, I can watch it wherever it's at and watch it to the end. I, I love this film. Uh, Sean Penn, Academy Award winner Sean Penn. Um he talks about this film now, and he was just like, yeah, it, w- it was a role, and he did it. Um, he talked about the guy that, uh, the real Jeff Spicoli. It was just some surfer guy that he knew, and that's how he took uh, the, his performance to that. He was on some show, and he was talking about it. He goes, you know what? I actually ran into the guy, the the guy that he based Jeff Spicoli off of. He goes, I didn't even recognize him. He said he was uh he was going Sean Penn is a surfer. He was gonna go surfing and some guy came walking up. Hey Sean, what's up? And he looked at him and he just like, oh my God, whatever his name was, but he was like, I've not seen him in, in many, many years. So it was good that he still kept in contact with him after the the meeting again. But Fast Times, I love this film. Did we all want to have order pizza from uh, at while we were in school? Hell yeah. Never, never did, but <laughs> we always wanted to. Would they bring a pizza to high school if some students ordered it? I don't know. I never tried it. But do they even have pay phones at schools anymore? That's a good question. Um, I'm gonna say no. We had one, but I don't think it ever worked. I always noticed that the receivers, uh, the we're gone. Uh, <laughs> people were always <laughs> pulling them out. But, Damn uh, seniors. <laughs> yeah. All right. <laughs> uh, moving on. 1984, The Karate Kid, of course. Yeah, Cobra Kai. Did you watch all that? I think I got like half through the most recent season. I haven't gone all the way through yet. Oh. I kind of got hooked on 24. Ooh, what season Why did I even on? watch that show? What season are you on now? Uh, that's another good question. I, he was in Africa. I don't know what season that was. You know what? All those seasons blend together. (laughs) (laughs) But Amazing show. If you guys haven't seen 24, but if you have not seen Cobra Kai and you've only seen Karate Kid, you got to watch the first three movies to enjoy Karate Kid. If you've only seen the first one, yeah, you'll, you'll understand who, who, um, Daniel LaRusso and Johnny, um, Oh, Johnny's last name. Oh, uh, Johnny. Um, oh. Snow is Johnny. God damn it! I mean, uh, um, I know I should I should know it. I talk about it, Cobra Kai all the time. Um, let me see. Lawrence. Yeah, Johnny Lawrence. Duh. Uh, no, it's over in the other room. Uh, I met him. I, I wanted to meet him. And he signed my Cobra Kai shirt and everything. <laughs> so <laughs> this was before uh, it was right before season two was announced. 
But Karate Kid, awesome film. Um, there's a video going around. It's been around for years that uh, the real bully of this film was uh, Daniel LaRusso. So if you don't believe me, watch that video. <laughs> That's that video is funny. <laughs> but I kind of agree with it <laughs> so, because I, that's what I loved about Cobra Kai is Johnny went into that and was he everything that was said in that video is what he said. So I don't know. Maybe they watched that video, but it, it did make sense. I mean, this new kid came to town, um, kind of got put his nose uh, in someone else's business. I mean, and it went from there. So, <laughs> but. I love this one. And Elizabeth Shue, that's when I fell in love with her. So, but I would love to meet her someday. All right. This next one, I've seen it once only because I love Dolly Parton. And this is Steel Magnolias. Oh, God. I cannot watch that movie without crying horribly loud at the very end. There's just no way I can't do it. I don't remember this movie at all. (laughs) (laughs) Is it streaming anywhere? I, I saw it. But I don't remember it. Um, let me see. 89 is when it came out. All right. I guess I got it's on stars. <sighs> I'm going to be mad if I'm, a cry, if I'm crying. Because, yeah, I seriously, I do not remember this movie. But I did see it. So I don't, I couldn't tell you anything else. So. All right. Moving on. Uh, the great uh, Ron Howard. I think it was his second film, 1984's. Uh, Tom Hanks and Daryl Hannah classic splash. I just recently watched this. I love (laughs) this film. Love it. I absolutely love it. Uh, John Candy. I mean, rest in peace. He stole it it before me. I mean, he was uh, uh, Tom Hanks, brother in this and the beautiful Daryl Hannah. Uh, I think the last thing I saw her in that I saw the theater was, to Kill Bill, the first one? Or, no, she was in the second one, too. Uh, yeah, I was thinking it was the last movie that I had seen her in. But she done a bunch of things. She was also in uh, Blade Runner. That was an awesome mm-hmm. film as well. But Splash, this movie is hilarious. I know it's streaming on many different uh, platforms. But if you have Disney+, Plus, it is on there. Um, oh, speaking of Disney+, Plus, I clicked on it today because I was watching Revenge of the Sith. There, since they put... Uh, the the Netflix Marvel series on there, Daredevil. Oh, Daredevil! All, all those. Mm-hmm. I mean, how there's sex and nudity and all that in it. They they put a little uh, parental thing in it, like yeah. There's new movies on here now, and if you don't want your kids to watch these, click here and click there. So I just I, I don't care what these guys watch. Um, <laughs> so. I doubt uh, Daniel will click on Daredevil or anything, so I shouldn't have to worry about it. But um, yeah, Splash, amazing, amazing film, hilarious, awesome love story, and um, yeah, that's about it. Um, see that one in the theater or cable or whatever? Yeah, I saw that one on TV. Where did I see it? I know I saw it at the drive-in and in the theater, but I can't remember where I saw it first. And then once it hit like Showtime and HBO and all that, I watched it over and over. But, all right. Uh, same year, uh, Kevin Bacon's awesome film that I saw in the theater. And did I want to get up and dance? Hell yeah, I did. I still want to dance when I hear this yeah. song. And this is Footloose. The real Footloose. Not that crappy remake they made. I couldn't even get through it. I tried. I was like, this is killing me. I can't do it. It's, 
don't remake the classics. Remake crap that that was crap that you just want to make better. But <laughs> don't remake an an awesome classic and just to make crap. And but <laughs> uh, I love this film. I mean, it, it's awesome. I can still watch it today. The soundtrack is killer. Uh, yeah, Kenny Loggins and all that, and um, no, Almost Paradise. That was uh, that was in this movie. I'm think no, Send Me an Angel. I'm thinking a rad for that one, but Almost Paradise that was in this. Uh, let's hear it for the boys and all those. I mean, the the mon the dance montages they had. My favorite one is when uh, Kevin Dillon is trying to teach. Uh, no, Kevin Dillon. Um, uh, Kevin Kevin Bacon is teaching. Um, uh, Chris Penn, uh, rest in peace. Uh, when he's teaching him how to dance, that's I just love that scene, and it's when Let's Hear It for the Boys is playing, and this movie's awesome. Did my friend took me to see this, and he was like, "Dude, you gotta see this movie. It's awesome." He was sitting there dancing in his seat. I didn't go that far, but I wasn't bopping, <laughs> bopping my head to the to the music, and people did get up, and some and were dancing in the aisles. I didn't have that. I was I had too much shame <laughs> to get up and do it. But if they did this at um uh every now and then they do those sing along movies. Um they I remember the I went to Greece and that was amazing. I sang my ass off at that one. But if they went to show this and it had encourage everyone to get up and dance, who knows? Maybe if I had a few of me, I probably would I'll probably get foot loose. But uh <laughs> I love this. And the end that end every time I watch it even now, it gets me juiced i one time i did jump up and dance when i was here and daniel was looking at me like i was crazy so i had to sit down i felt bad (laughs) (laughs) i love this film what'd you think of this one uh i loved it uh you know it best music from it it just i remember the barn scene when he was dancing you know that was I, i don't know that to me that was like oh this is like the best movie ever I was never a fan of the the girl that he liked in this. Um, I remember her from that movie, um, Fame. I remember that. What the hell was her name? You guys got Showtime streaming on there. Uh, Lori Singer. Singer. That was her name. Um, I just, I don't know. I was more of just Sarah Jessica Parker. I love, I still love her. <laughs> I loved her since Square Pegs. <laughs> but, I love her in Hocus Pocus. <laughs> you know what? I love her in that too. <laughs> so, but I know a lot of people don't like her. They call her horse face and all that. I don't care what you guys think. I love her. Uh, I think she's still married uh, to Ferris Bueller, um, Matthew Broderick. Um, John Lithgow, awesome. I, I loved him in this as well as Diane West. She was amazing. Chris Pan, he was awesome in this. But this, I mean, what I loved about this film was it was is uh Ren and his mom uh came from Chicago. They moved to this little town and there was all kinds of rules in this town. You couldn't listen to like, like rock and roll music, you couldn't dance, you couldn't do this, you couldn't do that. And it was all because of uh some kids got drunk, they and uh got in a car wreck and died. So the whole town just was just none of this. They basically outlawed dancing. And it was I watching this film and even today, like, do some places would some places, small little towns do this? I don't know. Maybe. But I don't know. But I, I did like the story and what was going on. 
and him not even knowing the town he was moving into, like all this was happening because it was just like it was mind blowing to him. Because the scene that uh, always pissed me off is when the cops pulled him over for playing uh, Quiet Riot too loud. And then they stole his tape <laughs> and they gave him a ticket. Motherfuckers. But uh, yeah, I love this film. <laughs> all right. Uh, we're doing good because we've seen all these films so far. <laughs> so, uh, the next one, of course, everyone's seen this one. 1984 is Gremlins. Oh, yes. Has the little guy seen this one? Um, No, not this one. Too much for him, or just you know, I, I don't know. I, I had asked him one time, and he's like, Eh, no, oh. all right. <laughs> <laughs> um, we went seeing this like the, the day it came out after school because we were we were hyped. It was right around uh the time Ghostbusters came out as well, so it was just two big movies. But um, I love this film, uh, it's an, it's an awesome film. And it also, uh, the beautiful What's Her Nuts is in it again. Uh, Phoebe Cates, she's in it. And it was more based, uh, uh, Steven Spielberg, Steven Spielberg, his name was all over it. It was directed by Joe Dante and written by Chris Columbus, but it, it said Steven Spielberg presents Gremlins. So he's basically just the producer, but, um, it was, it was an awesome film. As for as for eighties, mid eighties, and practical effects, which I love, um, I loved all this. I mean, it just gave us some awesome little characters, uh, cool little creatures. We had the Mogwais, and then we had the actual Gremlins, uh, Gizmo, and then Stripe, and all them. Awesome. Oh, I didn't realize Howie Mandel did the sounds for Gizmo. <laughs> yeah, he. I didn't know that either until much later, <laughs> but. Um. Oh, he also. What was that cartoon he did? Somebody's World. Um. Bobby's World. He that was. Oh yeah, yeah. That was his deal as well. But uh, this film is awesome. Also had the great, uh, the legendary Corey Feldman. He was much young in this one, but I mean, this film. This film is awesome. I, I love it. This is a Christmas film because it does happen during Christmas. So for those of you that, that don't think it is, this is. But it's an awesome film. I love it. Um, got HBO Max. It is streaming on there. This next one, I saw this after the fact, and everybody was loving it. I love it. Don't get me wrong. But I didn't, like, beat down the door to go see it like everybody was. Um, and this is, uh, what's his nuts? Um, Tim Burton's uh, 1988 classic, Beetlejuice. Well, it's got your girlfriend in it, though. Winona. I know, I know, but I didn't, I didn't rush out to see it. Uh, I saw it in the theater, but yeah, it's got uh, the beautiful Winona in it. And yeah, did I fall in love with her more because she was all in black? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> um, I mean, I love the movie. Don't get me wrong, but this is one of those Tim Burton movies that I, I don't just throw in all the time. I mean. I think I got, once it hit VHS, uh, my art teacher in high school played this movie over and over and over. I was like, you don't have any other movies? This is the only one you got? It's the only Tim Burton movie you got? Come on, where's Pee Wee's Big Adventure? Throw that in. But um, <laughs> it was this one, and what was the other one that he always threw in? 
Um, I can't remember the other movie. It, it wasn't a Tim Burton movie. It was another movie. It was like always on replay. Beetlejuice and something else. I'm surprised I don't remember it. But anyway, but Beetlejuice. Um, this one was cool. It had great uh, Alec Baldwin, Gina Davis, uh, Michael Keaton. And, uh, of course, Winona Ryder. Um, Catherine O'Hare, I loved her in this. And uh, what was the guy's name? Uh, Glenn Shattuck, uh, Ortho. He, I, loved, I loved him in this. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, I think what I loved the most about this was the, the little uh, stop animation, little claymation stuff, uh, special effects they did, like that snake or whatever uh, that was swimming around. And all the practical effects in this were amazing. Uh yeah, Beetlejuice. All right, this next one. Tiga loves it. I was not that big of a fan of it, but I did love um what's her name that's in it? Uh Jennifer Conley. And this is Labyrinth with uh, the great oh, yeah. um David Bowie. <laughs> so um I saw this once and then like bits and pieces here and there. I never really, really got into it. Um, I guess it's on Showtime. Give me a reason to watch it again, I guess. But uh, I really don't remember much of this other than uh, David Bowie and Jennifer or Jennifer Conley. Do you remember what this one was? Uh, shoot, it's been so long since I've seen this one, though. Um, yeah, it's drawn. I mean, there was a lot of there, there were a lot of puppeteering in this too, wasn't there? Yeah, this was a yeah. a Jim Henson deal. Yeah. So, I mean, I think I remember the the music more than than the actual film. Um, because Tiga played this soundtrack to death. <laughs> so, so, um, I don't know how she found out about this. She she was younger, and then, um, she had the soundtrack, and we had to listen to it like over and over in the car when we were driving around. And I think I sat through it once with her. I think I, I bought it for her on VHS and and she just was in love with it. She liked all she liked all these weird movies, these and the, the Nightmare Before Christmas and the Beetlejuice and, and stuff like that. And there was another one, oh, that came around. Dark Crystal. Yeah, it was a Dark one. Crystal, yeah. That's the the big one. Like now that one I have on D V D and that one kind of scared me, but I, like I couldn't help but watch it every time it was on. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, Labyrinth. I'll, I'll have to definitely uh, check this one out again because I really don't remember much of it. All right, this next movie, I saw it, but I don't really remember much of it. Um, and this is um, Mystic Pizza. Um, who was in this one? Uh, Annabeth Gish, Julia Roberts. Roberts, Lily Taylor, Vincent D'Onofrio, and a bunch of other people. I seen it, but I don't remember much of it. Mystic Pizza. This, I want to say we were talking about this one recently, and I, I can't remember where it was. Uh, three teenage girls come from age. Uh, come uh, three teenage girls come of age while working at a pizza parlor in Connecticut in a Connecticut town of Mystic. Um, I'm gonna have to rewatch this because I don't I don't really remember much of it. I mean, 
I'm not that big of a Julia Roberts fan. I just, I don't know what it is. I just never really got her. I mean, I've seen her movies. I've seen Pretty Woman and. Um, the Best Friend's Wedding. That and. I like that one. The, I, this one, I, I don't remember much about this one. The the one I did like hers that I, that I love, that I own is, um. That was a true story. Uh, Ellen Brockovich. That oh, one. yeah. Aaron Brockovich. That one was good. I liked her in Hook, though, too. She played Tinkerbell. <laughs> oh, that's right. She was. I haven't seen that in forever. But, yeah, that's right. She was in that movie. Dang. My old, my, my old brain, everybody. <laughs> but um, I'm going to have to rewatch it. I, I guarantee you, Theo and I were talking about this. And I, I'm probably saying the same thing that I really don't remember much. Of, but I did see it uh, back in... Uh, I, I didn't see it in a the theater. I think it, when it came on TV, I saw it. So. It was in the 80s. All right, this next one, I seen it in a the theater, and I just really didn't. I mean, I own it, but I just never really got behind it that much. And this is a 1989's John Cusack classic, Cameron Crowe classic as well, um, Say Anything. Oh, yeah. Only thing I remember in this movie was uh, Lily Taylor, which I love Lily Taylor and her singing uh, that song about her ex boyfriend Joe that was treating her bad and cheating on her and everything. And of course, the part with the radio when he's standing outside of uh, Diane's window. Oh, yeah. <laughs> That's like iconic. You see that in so many other movies now. <laughs> Deadpool. <laughs> Uh, I never tried to get a girl's love by holding my radio uh, outside her window, but the neighborhood I grew up in, the dads would have probably threw stuff at me, but <laughs> or, or took shots at me. <laughs> so, if you guys Cinemax is streaming on there, I have not seen this movie in a really long time, but I, I did see it. I saw it in theater. No, 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 no. I'm sorry. I'm thinking of another one. Uh, I saw it at the drive-in. Um. I think it was wasn't it well it was more of a blind date really um i was <laughs> i was wingman i remember that one of my buddies liked somebody and she didn't want to go by herself so she had to bring her friend and i got come on man just go to a movie let's go i'll pay for everything i'm like ah, all right let's go so <laughs> that was a reason uh we the other thing i remember about when we saw this movie my buddy and I can't remember her name, but they were sitting in in the front, and I, I, mean, I was I was sitting there thinking like I I'm sitting in the back I can't even see, so um, what the hell was that girl's name? I only saw that one time, never saw her again. Gina comes to mind, but I I could be wrong. Um, but anyway, um, we sat in front of the car, on uh, I sat on an ice chest and she sat there was a lawn chair. I was a gentleman. I gave her the chair and I sat on a nice chest <laughs> and we watched this movie. I mean, I remember I went, I walked over and got popcorn and a drink. I was a gentleman and uh, we sat there and watched this movie. And there was another movie that came played after. I don't even remember that movie, but this one, I remember sitting there in front of my buddy's car watching it. And my buddy was like, why'd you guys sit up there? I said, I couldn't see shit sitting in the back. But anyway, say anything, everyone check it out. If you guys haven't seen it. <laughs> Uh, this next one, uh, we have talked about this one before on the show, and this is 1988's Tom Hanks classic, Big. Oh, yes. 
this is another movie I can throw in and watch over and over and over oh, again. <laughs> for sure. Love that. Uh, this is a quick little story. I don't know if you've heard it, but we've talked about this before. When I saw this, an earthquake hit. The, and the theater started shaking. I got scared, but my cousin just pulled me back down, made me sit in my seat. And half the theater ran out and never came back. So that was the biggest thing I remembered uh, of this movie. Not to throw in big, but yeah. <laughs> but uh, this movie was awesome. I know Tom uh, Tom Hanks was uh, nominated for Academy Award, but uh, I don't think he won. Uh, directed by uh, Penny Marshall. So this is uh, an awesome film. Hold on a minute. What? You got to be quiet. Huh? Okay. Daniel walked in, everyone. Uh, <laughs> all right. Moving on. 1983s. I seen this movie once, and it was in the theater. And this is Flashdance. Yes. I don't remember. I love that movie. I know she was a steel worker, and she yes. was trying to get into that dance school. <laughs> and she was... She wasn't a stripper. She was an exotic dancer. <laughs> so she's on the stage, pulls the cord, and the water just drops down. I remember that clearly because that was like <laughs> that was all, all the guys in the theater. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> was this rated R? Yeah, it was rated R. <laughs> it's. I don't think you can watch this one, little boy. This one's too much for you. You'll probably get bored. <laughs> all right. He's seen his share of rated R things, but he's still little. He doesn't know what's going on. Daniel's the one. I, he's got the memory. I don't let him watch nothing. But um, what I remember the most about this, other than the part with the water and the end when she was dancing and uh, Maniac was a big song when she was like warming up when she's all hot and sweaty and dancing really fast. <laughs> Nah, that's a little too much for you. Um, I don't think that was her, but <laughs> I remember the scene. If you guys remember the video, but this is during this was one of the big uh, MTV video days because that that video you don't even know what you don't even know what MTV is. Why are you laughing? <laughs> but flash dance. Um, I again. I hey, calm down. I only remember bits and pieces of this. But when I was in junior high, we had to sing the flash dance song. Hey, wasn't that funny? You weren't even around then. Um, the, uh, the Irene Cara, what's it called? Flash dance. Uh, what if, oh, what a feeling or what a feeling or whatever yeah. that we had to sing that. I, I hate that song. It's because we had to sing. We had to sing that thing every single day of class. Because at the very end of the school year, we finally got to uh, perform it in front of everybody at school. And, oh, I just, when that song comes on the radio, I turn it. I change it. <laughs> because, I mean, my teacher, she just did not like how we sounded. <laughs> hey, you guys need to go in there now. Okay? Okay, go in there. Go see Ua. Go in there. Go take him in there. Yeah, it's Daniel and Buster, everyone. But um, did you have a, a ripped up uh, shirt like hers? And did you wear those uh, leotards or whatever those things were? 
You know, actually, I did. I, you know, we always took our sweatshirts and we we cut it so like the sleeves were cut off, the neck would hang off the one shoulder. Leg warmers because they still wore leg warmers back then. Yeah, that that was uh, uh yeah. I will admit that. <laughs> Tell me you have these pictures because I would love to see them. <laughs> you know, um, actually, uh, I might have some of them when I, uh, um, after mom passed, uh, dad gave me a box of pictures that my mom had kept over the years. I'll have to dig through it and see what I can find up. Oh, yes. I, I would love to see those. Um, I've, the ones, this, the pictures you showed me. Yeah. You, you grew up, oh in, the, you grew up in the 80s. <laughs> I, oh, Yep, lots of black eyeliner and feathered hair. Yes, I did. So, see, you're lucky you didn't go to my school. <laughs> I'd have been all. I'd have went to all your softball games and everything, cheering for you. Yeah. <laughs> all right, this next one, uh, we saw the drive-in. Uh, this was one of those movie those Tom Cruise movies. I mean, I I enjoyed it, but I never like, like loved it, loved it. But this is um. 1983's Risky Business. Other than the classic, um, him sliding around in his underwear dancing to, yeah, whatever that song is, rock ain't no rock and roll or whatever. I know someone's yelling it at me, but that song, if you guys have seen the movie, um, but it did uh, make me fall in love with um, Rebecca De Mornay or whatever her name was. This one was. It was, it was a little risque for very <laughs> the times, yeah. risky business. <laughs> because for those of you that haven't don't know what this is, a Chicago teenager is looking for fun at home while his parents are away, but the situation quickly gets out of hand. That's not much of a synopsis, but basically, uh, Tom Cruise's Joel, his buddy uh, Booger, oh his name wasn't Booger, uh, but Curtis Armstrong, he's only Booger to me from Revenge of the yeah. Nerds. Uh, his name was Miles. Uh, they get one of those little um, magazines where, you, or it was like newspapers where you can call up uh, call girls. And the call girl was the beautiful Rebecca De Mornay. She played Lana. And uh, I can't remember how old she was supposed to be in the movie, but basically she was a hooker. She came to the house, uh, had her way yeah, with Joel. And there was like some like the mom's like priceless crystal egg or something that she stole. No, it was um. Oh no, that's right. It was. Well, that's right. She did. She took it. Yeah. Because they were supposed to pay her whatever she was worth, and they didn't. Or for some reason, I can't remember why. And she took that egg as payment. And then the rest of the movie it was them trying to to get it back <laughs> and everything. But uh, I have not seen this movie in a really long time. Um, got Cinemax that's on there uh, but they had this like huge party because they were trying to make money because I think they had the, they didn't have to pay her they had to pay the pimp and I think the pimp was um, Joe Pentolino he played this as Guido <laughs> so they had to pay him so they had this big huge party at Joel's house and uh, Lana got all her little hooker friends to come over and have sex with all these teenage boys Different times in the 80s, everybody. So could they make this movie today? Probably not. But uh, that was how they got all the money to uh, get the egg back and everything. 
I have not seen this movie in a really long time. Guess I'll have to rewatch it. But yeah, Risky Business. Where did I see this? You know what? I don't think I saw this until it came out on like either Showtime or HBO, one of those. I think this was one of the movies. I mean, usually the theater we went to didn't care how old we were to see these movies. This was one of the ones they they didn't let us in into. So that's probably why I didn't see it. But uh, this next one, of course, everyone's seen this one and everyone loves it. This is Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure. Yes, oh, I love this film. Did you see the new one? I have not, and I keep telling myself I need to. But again, I'm stuck on 24. So. <laughs> It was actually pretty good. I know a lot of people didn't like it. I wasn't. I was mainly looking at Keanu Reeves. Like, can he still play Ted? He actually did a really. He looked like he was struggling, but he still pulled it off as Ted. I mean, Alex Winter. He was still Bill S. Preston and all that. So it sucked that uh, George Carlin wasn't in it. But this one, it was still good. Bill and Ted face the music. Not. I wasn't that big of a fan of the second one. Bill and Ted's Bogus Journey. But this first one. Um, oh, okay. We already know who Alex Winter was. but we Because we had only seen him in uh, Lost Boys. Uh, he was one of the, uh, he was Paul. He was one of the vampires. And uh, Keanu Reeves, he made some other films before this. But I think this is the one that kind of pushed him into the into the spotlight. Um, he's still big today. Got, we got John Wick. Was that four coming? I think it's four. Oh yeah, I, I gotta catch up on that too. Oh man, I I can't wait. I think we're getting two more movies. I think I can't remember. Ooh, that last Matrix film. I don't know if you saw that, but I, I saw that. Uh, I wasn't that impressed. Constantine, my favorite. Ooh, I love that film. But Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure. I love it. Did I learn uh, some history? I did actually. <laughs> Watching this film with beef heaven, yeah. <laughs> I had the beautiful what's her name from the Go Go's, uh, Linda Carlisle. No, um, the guitar player Jane, what's her nuts? Um, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Weedland, yeah, Jane Weedland, huh? She was uh, uh, Joan of Arc uh, in it. That's so, right, I forgot she, she was in it, but. Uh, awesome film, Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure. I loved it. Um, I was talking about Gremlins, and I said this film was out at the same time. Ghostbusters. Oh, yes. Did you see the new one, Afterlife? I have not seen that one yet. Oh. Uh, Little Man wants to see that because he's he's big into Ghostbusters and then the girl Ghostbusters, which I, I love that one. I I am a fan of the girl book Ghostbuster movie. I think it's over there. I think I still have the code for that one as well. Um, but this one, the first original, awesome, awesome film. So, um, trying to think of. Did you like the second one? Um, you know, I I still did because I liked how you know they got the Statue of Liberty going. Um. But not it, it. It seemed a little more over the top, yeah. As opposed to the first one, yeah. I mean, I I love the first one. Don't get me wrong. The I I was one of the few that liked the girl one. I thought that one was good too. Um, love that one. Second one. 
Yeah, I wasn't I wasn't that big of a fan of it. I mean, I I I have it. I have all of them, but that one I, I don't I don't even remember the last time. I think the last time I watched that one is because uh Daniel got into Ghostbusters, so he wanted to watch the movies and all the cartoons and everything. So I think that was the last time I watched the second one. But even then I was like messing around on my phone when that one was on. <laughs> but yeah, I wasn't uh, that big of a fan of that one. But Ghostbusters Afterlife, oh my God, that was amazing. Yeah, um, I want to see that one. Oh, but get the tissues out. Cause I, was, I was like, <laughs> man, it was awesome. Come on. I'm yeah. already a big baby when it comes to movies. Oh, Don't well, make it worse. All right. <laughs> I'm warning you right now. Because I was sitting in the thing. I, I wasn't expecting much in that one. I was like, okay, Ghostbusters. Let's. I've seen the others. Let's see this one. Oh, Cinder Wipe of My Eyes. Like, oh, my God. Right in the beginning. But anyway, oh, uh, that, that's all I'll tell you. But check that one out. All right, yeah. moving on. To, uh, of course, this is an awesome film, uh, National Lampoon's Vacation. The first one. Yeah, came going out to Wally 30. World. Yes. Awesome, awesome, awesome film. Uh, everything in this was amazing. Uh, <laughs> young Anthony Michael Hall, uh, Chevy Chase, um, Beverly D'Angelo. Randy Quaid. Yeah, Cousin Eddie. <laughs> oh, it was an awesome film. Um, I saw this one when it was on Showtime. I, I didn't. See, I wanted to see it in the theater, but like, or the drive-in or whatever. My dad just, my dad took us to see everything, but he didn't want to see this for some reason. So, but I, I love this film. I did love European Vacation. I did love Vegas Vacation. Christmas Vacation. Christmas Vacation, of course. Um, even did you see the the last one? I did. Oh, oh my gosh. I loved it. I, thought, I absolutely loved it. I thought it was going to be a remake. I didn't know it was a continuation. The older years of Rusty and all that. But no, budget air. Yeah, <laughs> it was actually funny. Um, the guy that stole that movie was uh, Thor. Uh, oh, Chris Hemsworth. Chris Hemsworth. Oh, yeah. He'd stand there with his leg up. <laughs> I lost it. I was <laughs> like, whoa. We saw that at uh, Comic-Con, uh, Theo and I. We, he, Theo didn't want to see it, really. I said, dude, come on, man. It's free. Let's go. It's Comic-Con. He was like, all right. So we went and saw it. Oh, my God. That whole theater was rolling through that whole film. I know a lot of people didn't like it, but I loved it. I thought it was I hilarious. It's it so good. <laughs> but this one, you, you can't beat the original. Uh, Chevy, Chevy, uh, Chevy Chase and the Griswolds taking the tribe cross-country and the... Um, Little crazy family, family. truckster. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I still want uh, a station wagon with the wood paneling. I would love that. We had a Pinto, same color with wood paneling. We did too. <laughs> we had one of those too. Wish we would have kept it, man. <laughs> I know. I wish. I mean, if I won Powerball or something and had money falling out my butt, hell yeah, I would buy one. All right, moving on. This next one. Uh, we went and seen this one when it came out. Uh, of course, it was uh, written and directed by John Hughes. And this is Plane, Trains, and Automobiles. Um, oh, best. Awesome. Steve Martin. Awesome. Yeah. Steve Martin, John Candy, teaming Danny up. Danny DeVito, too, right? Uh, was he in this? I remember Kevin Bacon was in it for like a second and. uh Oh, no, I'm thinking Throw Mama from the Train. Never mind. Oh, yeah, that was. <laughs> Michael Keane. That was all. And Billy Crystal. But 
This one, this is hilarious. I didn't expect to be sitting there wiping my eyes at the end. Uh, did it make you want to kill John Candy? Uh, Dale Griffith? <laughs> Hell yeah, it did. <laughs> Steve Martin is, is just he's just an American icon, a film icon, and just he's amazing in this whole film. But you felt him. I mean, he just wanted to get home <laughs> for the holidays. <laughs> And nothing was going his way and all hell broke loose. And then he met Dell and Dell was just wanting to party. My favorite one it's it's in the trailer is when they were sleeping. Sorry about the crime babies. Um, and they woke up and he was, they were snuggling, basically spooning each other. <laughs> He's talking about, Oh, my hands warm between these two pillows. <laughs> oh, those aren't pillows. <laughs> they jump up. What about them bears? Oh yeah, man. <laughs> and then the scene when uh John Candy goes in to take a shower and just uses every towel that's in there, even the, the floor mat and the washcloths, everything. And then Steve Martin goes in there and there's like nothing left, water everywhere. And he's yeah, he's got that one little washcloth that he tries to dry himself off with and then he goes over and looks in the sink and pulls out John Candy's underwear. Oh, oh no, that that's what he was wiping his face with. He he found that and he was wiping his face with it. Then he looked at it and realized it was his underwear. But oh man, this movie was hilarious. Yeah, but the ending, oh the ending got me. Every time I watch watch this and uh the ending when John Candy we find out that uh, what 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 John Candy was dealing with? Uh, I won't spoil it for those of you that haven't seen it. But man, this was an awesome film. Yes. Uh, this next one, we only seen this one because of the it wasn't a rumor, but the uh, the little urban legend that that's in this. This is um 1987's Three Men and a Baby. Oh yeah. What is it in the in the backdrop? You see a figure or something. You see that little boy in the background. Yeah. Um, I they've debunked it, but I don't know, man. If you watch that scene, if you guys have no idea what we're talking about, there's a, in Three Men and a Baby. Um, who was it? Uh, Ted Danson. He finds out he's got a kid, and the mom just drops him off. And it's he lives. It's him, Tom Selleck, and Steve Gutenberg, three buddies, and they're just trying to. No, it was made well. Uh, Tom Selleck and Steve Gutenberg, they had the baby in the beginning because um, Ted Danson was an actor and he was somewhere and he came home, and it was a hilarious movie. Um, but in 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 a scene, uh, Ted Danson is talking to his mom. Uh, she sees the baby for the first time. There's a cutout of Ted Danson in the background, kind of close to the window. And he he's holding like a top hat or something. And when the camera goes by, you see something. It it, it is a Ted Danson cutout, but it doesn't look like it. You it, it looks like a little boy's peeking behind the curtain. You can watch that scene over and over. It just because when they when the camera goes by, you see it for a second, and when the camera goes back. You can see the cutout, and it looks like Ted Danson. It doesn't look like Ted Danson before. So they're saying that it was just it was just a cutout. It was fake. There is no boy. Um, 
I don't really know the 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 story on the apartment or what happened to that little boy because they were saying that it was a ghost of uh, some little kid that passed away. I don't know if it was in that apartment or maybe just on that building, but I don't know, man. I mean, it looked it creeped me out when I saw it, and that was the only reason we went and saw that movie is because I think that's what got us in the door. I don't remember everyone talking about oh this movie's movie hella funny. You gotta go see it. Everybody was talking about that scene. So we had to go see it. And that was why we that was why we saw it. Uh, I ended up loving the movie. I thought it was hilarious. And I've not seen this in forever, so I'm gonna have to find it somewhere. But did you see this one? Um Oh yeah. Theater or home? This one, um, we saw it the drive in, actually. All right. I love the drive in. Do you have any drive ins down there? There's one downtown, I think. Downtown. <laughs> Yeah, I know. Random place for it, but yeah. We still got El Rancho. It's now it's closed now. It's only open in the summer. Um, well, it was rugged the last time I went. <laughs> we went to see the, <laughs> uh, Iron Man and the Incredible Hulk. I took the boys to see it. Uh, it was like on like two dollar Tuesday or something like that. But yeah, it was a choice audience <laughs> that night. <laughs> I think. <laughs> They were waiting for the swap meet, not the movie. <laughs> I guess. The, dude, it was, it was hardcore, man. Um, This family pulled up. It was a truck and a van. Like, a van had all the passengers in it. And the truck had a recliner and a couch. What? So they sat in front of the truck in, in, in the car, and, or the truck in the van. The grown-ups sat in the, in the recliner and, and on the couch, and all the kids were running wild. I was like, man, all right. Cool. I mean, good good family experience, but I'm like, nah. We sat in the van. It was just me and the boys. So (laughs) (laughs) hardcore. Anyway, ah, 1988. This is my all time favorite Eddie Murphy film, and this is coming to America. Oh yes. Did you see that second one? Uh, No, I keep wanting to watch that one too. (laughs) It's funny, but not as funny as this one. This one is awesome. Uh, I seen this one. It was in the theater, but I saw like multiple movies that day. I know I saw this Pee Wee's Big Adventure and License to Drive and Short Circuit Two, I believe, all in one, oh, all in short one day. Johnny Five is alive. I didn't care for the second one, but the first one was awesome. But coming to America, Akeem and. Eddie Murphy and uh, um, Arsenio, Ars- Hall. Arsenio Hall, James Earl Jones, and everybody that was in it was amazing. I love the dual roles that Arsenio Hall and Eddie Murphy did. It's it's just an, an awesome film. John Landis, uh, this is one of his films. I don't think he directed the second one, Coming to the Number Two America. And I just watched it the one time, but uh, yeah, give it a shot. I think that's on Amazon. I'll check it out. This next one, I we saw it in the drive-in, and I think I saw it maybe once, one other time on TV. Uh, I just picked this one up, so I guess I should watch it again. And this is um, another um, John Hughes film. John Hughes was king of the eighties, everyone. And this is uh, Uncle Buck. Oh, yes. uh, <laughs> this one had I love Uncle Buck. Uh, a young. John, not, not not young not young John Candy, a young Cully McCulkin. <laughs> he was in this. Yeah. He was awesome in this film. I loved it. Macaulay Culkin. He wasn't the Kevin McAllister yet. 
I think this was right before. But um, this movie was hilarious. I mean, they needed a babysitter. Uh, the, the the dad, his brother, uh, Buck, Buck Russell, he shows up to take care of the kids, and then all hell breaks loose. But this movie is hilarious. I love this film. This is one of those ones I also I can it. watch over and over. Definitely. All right, this next one. Oh, no one told me to bring the tissues, but this is 1986's uh, Stand By Me. Oh, oh, I love that movie. I didn't. I didn't know it was going to be. This was uh, directed uh, by um, Rob Reiner, and it was based off of uh, Stephen King's novella, The Body. Uh, mm. Stars the great uh, Will Wheaton, uh, River Phoenix, rest in peace. Uh, the great Corey Feldman and Jerry O'Connell and um, Jack Bauer, Kiefer Sutherland. <laughs> He's in this. <Yep. laughs> Casey Shamasco, <laughs> Gary Riley. Uh, Bradley Gregg and a bunch of other people. I love this film. Um, Eric got into wanting to watch anything to do with Stephen King, and this this was one of them. He, he if you guys have watched Stephen King films, you know it all. It's all in his King universe. All all the films that that were made, all the books and everything, happen and. Maine or wherever in that area, but all of them link together. Because I don't ask me how they link together. Look it up. But all his movies are linked together, from this to Shawshank Redemption to The Green Mile to The Shining to Pet Cemetery and everything is is all in his universe. But this film, um. I remember someone said, "Yeah, it's based off Stephen King's story." I was like, oh, "Okay, cool." I was I was expecting a horror film, um, and it was far from that. But it, it was it was an amazing film. I love this film. We've got Netflix is streaming on there, and man, did I cry my eyes out! <laughs> oh, for sure. During the River Phoenix scene, um, when he was talking, but even about, still, for a while after the movie, everything was a goocher. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> And Jerry O'Connor, Vern, he was awesome in this, as well as uh, Teddy Duchamp, Corey Feldman, he was awesome in this film. Uh, also stars uh, the great, um, what's his nuts from Jaws, uh, Richard Dreyfus and uh, mm-hmm. John Cusack, he was in it. And it was just a coming of age story, but it was what was going on, and a lot of it was sad. I mean, uh, Will Wheaton still mourning for his brother. Uh, River Phoenix just not getting along with his family, thinking he was alone in life, uh, but he had his friends with him. But this movie was amazing. I loved it. The soundtrack was awesome. Uh, this is this was right before uh, Lost Boys. So Kiefer Sutherland, I mean, this is one of the film first films that I'd seen him in. He played Ace. He was awesome in this. A couple years later, we get him as David in the Lost Boys. But um, we'll get to that one in a minute. But Stand By Me, awesome film. And keeping it with Stephen King, I just mentioned it. This is 1980s The Shining. This is the movie, not the TV one. This is the Stanley Kubrick film. Yeah, Jack Nicholson. Oh, my God. This film is so awesome. I I love it. I can watch this one over and over. Did you see uh, Dr. Sleep? Yes. Oh, 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 my God. Did you see Ready Player One? Yeah, I saw that. I love that. <laughs> I saw Free Guy too. I finally got to watch that. I need to watch that. I still haven't watched that one yet. But in, in Ready uh, Ready Player One, 
when they went to the Overlook Hotel, the the one from the film. Yes. <laughs> well, I've been to it. I've been to the Stanley Hotel, the the real one, the one that he wanted, that Stephen King wanted the movie originally filmed at. The, it what the the story is based on. It's in Colorado. It's in. Um, it'll come to me after we're done tonight, and I'll I'll text it to you later. <laughs> right now, I can't think of it. Oh, Estes, Estes Park, Colorado. I remember you went there because you were sending me pictures, and you were walking around and a little jealous. Yes, because like, this, this place is amazing. Like the the trap door up to the attic, it says Red Rum on it. Oh shit! Um, that. They, the, I think it was in the 90s, they did a miniseries on, on ABC. That one was based on the book. The book itself, yeah. How yeah. he really wanted it to be done. Because I know like the when they did this first Shining movie, Stephen King was mad. It was first they filmed it in the place that he didn't want it filmed at. And they, they kind of, they changed some of the storyline. Yeah, um, I, I've been to the one from this from the movie. It's um, the Timberland Rod Lodge. I think that's what it's called. This in Oregon. Um, all they used was the the outside. Inside does not look like how it looked in the movie. The actual the movie was built was all filmed on a set, but um, it was huge. And the from outside looking at it, and I wouldn't want to drive up that hill in the winter because we went during, <laughs> we went during the summer, <laughs> but it was it was still a steep hill. Going up there. And that whole scene in the beginning when you see the car driving up to the overlook, that's not the road you go on. <laughs> but uh this film still scares me. Um actually wearing the little uh Grady twins t shirt right now. They scared the hell out of me. Um I didn't see this in the theater. Uh I saw it when it came on showtime. I remember my grandmother came for a visit and I said, Grandma, let's watch this. So she was like, All right. I didn't know it what what it was gonna be. I just wanted to see it. And damn, scared the hell out of me. <laughs> My grandma's yeah. out there watching it with me. The whole thing. I love this film. Everything about it. Stanley Kubrick's one of my favorite directors. If you guys get a chance, watch that documentary, um, Room 237. Um, oh, yes. That is really good. It was creepy because after I watched that documentary, I went back and watched the film again. I guess... These guys broke that film down. There's all kinds of visual things in in his films, and they broke down everything. This this meant that. This meant this. Did it all really mean that? I probably not. But man, it was it was a good documentary, and it made you it made me look at this film different differently. But uh, I I love this film. I actually just recently watched this not too long ago. Doctor Sleep. That that one was good too. If you guys haven't seen that one, check that one out. All right, this next one, of course, everyone said it was sad. Uh, We could not get into this the first couple weeks. It was just sold out, sold out. And again, I didn't want to sit in the very front row. But we we finally got in, and this was 1982's uh, Steven Spielberg uh, sci-fi classic, E.T., The Extraterrestrial. The original cut, not that crappy uh, recut special edition one he did. (laughs) But... This one, oh my God. I mean, I, I love this film. Definitely a timeless classic. Still cry my eyes out at the end. The first time I saw my aunt took us. And I almost I almost lost it because she was sitting there going. <laughs> I, was, I, was just, I, I had that huge knot in my throat. And I was holding the tears back. I was just like, I, I can't cry. I can't. 
I'm I'm that tough. Um, from the main street to Oakland, I was 11 years old when I saw this, so I can't cry. But man, <laughs> uh, I saw this ag- again in the theater by myself, and hell yeah, I cried. <laughs> <laughs> no, I remember this like after because we, my mom took me to see this at the theaters, and afterwards, that's all I wanted was ET. And I remember um, she was an Avon lady at the time, and Avon had a, a whole line of et stuff so in fact um when i just recently moved i went through all my boxes with all my memorabilia stuff in it and i have um the soapbox from avon um et still original packaging still wrapped up everything that my mom had given me i think well no i i I think actually it came from santa claus but i knew (laughs) it was my mom but um, I used to have like the E.T. doll, a puppet. Oh, I had a Yoda puppet, too. But um, dang, I wish I had kept all that. This is all in the E.T.'s in the Star Wars timeline. If you guys remember in um, episode one, Phantom Menace, there's actually some E.T.'s in that uh, chamber. <laughs> yeah, they're in, yeah, they're in the little spaceship with the, the they're during the council. Yeah, they're in there. <laughs> And actually, uh, he sees Yoda, uh, well, a little kid dressed up as Yoda. He's like, hey, I know that guy. That's why he was running after him. So technically, he's yeah. in the Star Wars universe. <laughs> but uh, this film is awesome. Did you see it was a couple Super Bowls ago and they did that commercial? They did that commercial. Yes, dude. I cried. So did I. I, I, I couldn't. Oh, my God. I cried. That was the best commercial ever. I, could, I couldn't believe it. I was like, oh, my God. I, I was. I didn't get to meet him, but I seen him. Uh, Elliot, Henry Thomas. He was at a convention we were at, but there were so many people around his table. I didn't get to go up and talk to him because I would say, damn, man, that commercial made me cry my eyes out. (laughs) (laughs) But man, E.T. is still an awesome film. All right. This next one, keeping it with Steven Spielberg. We didn't know what this movie was. Uh, Buddy of mine, a friend of the show, Mike. Uh, he told me, he's like, dude, you got to go see this movie. It's hella good. And we're like, what is it? He goes, Raiders of the Lost Ark. Go see it. I was like, all right. So we went and saw Raiders of the Lost Ark. This is all 1981, 10 years old. Man, <laughs> did we all want to be Indiana Jones? Right. <laughs> because what he sold it to me, he goes, it's, it's, it's Han Solo, but he's not Han Solo. I'm like, okay. <laughs> <laughs> so we went seated. Oh, my God. I love this one. I don't like what they're doing now. They made it like Indiana Jones and the Raiders of the Lost Ark. That's stupid. Yeah. This is Raiders of the Lost Ark. But right. This film's awesome. We all wanted a whip, but never got one. Uh, we always wanted that fedora. I know they sell them at like Disneyland, but. Uh, they're a million bucks. Yeah. <laughs> Do I want a leather jacket? That's another million. But. <laughs> But I I love this film. I did like I even liked Kingdom of the Crystal Skull. I know everyone hated that one, but I like that one too. I mean it. I I I liked them all. I mean I none of them were bad. Him. uh, What was it? The um with um Sean Connery. Oh, that has out of the whole series. Yeah, out of the whole series, I have to say that, you know, that's that one ranks right up there with with Raiders because he cracked me up. That that whole movie, I just I laughed at Sean Connery because he was funny. 
because when we saw this, when we left the theater, like, man, that was awesome. We went, we went back the next weekend to see it again. It was uh, my brother and I, and I, I just could not believe it. I mean, we, we wanted to get in the, in these adventures. Um, yeah. You sit there and look at it. Now, hell no, I wouldn't want to get in these adventures. I would have died in the beginning. That, bull, that boulder <laughs> would have run. I wouldn't have even made it past those spiders in, in the beginning. Oh, no. No, I no, I'm out. I would have died <laughs> with all those spiders. We're all me. <laughs> but this movie is amazing. I, I loved it. The special effects, uh, John Williams' score, amazing film. Um, yeah. I was really hyped when we went to see Footloose, actually. And we saw, was it, when did Footloose come out? Uh, 84? When did when did Temple of Doom came, come out? I Because I want to say it was, um, it was. Uh, 84 came, yeah, it came out in 84. Is that when Indiana Jones came out? Temple of Doom, Temple yeah. Temple of Doom, yeah, okay. Because um, I know I saw Footloose in Hayward, and then we were. Waiting for the movie, and I saw a poster of Indiana Jones, and I was like, "What's this?" And it was just a picture of Indiana Jones standing there with holding that machete over his shoulder, and it just said, "Trust him." And I was like, "What the hell is this?" And I did not know there was going to be a second film, and I yeah. was I was ready. I was like, oh, my God, I, I could not wait. I was like, is, is it going to be just as awesome as Raiders of the Lost Ark? No, but it was still an awesome film. It was I, super good. Still, Kaluma. It seems like they went more into comedy with, with, with that one, but it was still an awesome film. I, I love it. Yes. Temple of Doom. Um, But, yeah, Raiders, amazing film. I can watch this over and over. I can listen to the soundtrack over and over. I can listen to all the soundtracks. It was all by John Williams. We're getting another one. I don't know when, um, but I know they started production on it. I don't know what it's called. Is Shia LaBeouf going to be in it? I have no idea. All I know is Steven Spielberg is not directing it. And Harrison Ford is like a billion years old, but he's still gonna put put that hat on and break out the put whip. Put that hat on; he'll still make it look good. <laughs> yeah, I don't know how old he is, but man, <laughs> he's still gonna be out there doing it. Um, so, but I I, I can't wait. I, I can't wait for that film. How would oh, Harrison Ford? Geez, he's seventy nine. Oh. Yeah. So, all right, man. Uh, I know he broke his leg when he was filming that uh, Force Awakens. He was running into the Millennium Falcon and something came down, and broke his leg. But all right, uh, keeping it with Harrison Ford, uh, we're going to go one year forward. And this is 1982's Ridley Scott film Blade Runner. Oh, God, I, I watched um, what is it? Blade Runner 2000 or whatever the second one was with. Uh, I couldn't get through that one, but this original one. <laughs> Best movie. Uh, 2049, I saw it once. I need to watch it again. I mean, it, it was just long. And I was it, like, that, that's what it way too long. And I'm just like, oh, okay, I'm over it. But no, <laughs> this original one, awesome. Most amazing. So ahead of its time. Yeah, for way ahead of its time. Early 80s and the, 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 the practical and special effects in this 
of this sci-fi Los Angeles. It's I think we already passed that year that it was supposed to be in. Yeah, we have yet to have floating cars and everything. But the movies lie. Still to haven't us. gotten that yet. Yeah, we didn't even have hoverboards yet. And lies, <laughs> but this oh movie, yeah, because that was supposed to it. it it's a, it's a, that was a 2019. Couple, yeah, that was a few years ago. We we missed all that. We didn't get no hoverboard oh, yet. But did. This one was awesome. The first time I saw it, um, we went to see um, uh, the Road Warrior, and oh, the, yes. the Blade Runner was brand new. So we went to go see. We, me and my brother, saw Road Warrior before, but then Blade Runner was was playing with it, and Blade Blade Runner was the new movie. But we wanted to see Road Warrior, so so well, let's just sit through Blade Runner. We didn't know what it was. Uh, we knew Harrison Ford was in it, but we didn't know what the movie was. But man, movie was up, said and done. I was like, man, that was hella good. I had to go see it again the next day because that movie was awesome. But uh, Road Warrior, Road Warrior ain't on this list, but that's an amazing film. You guys haven't seen that one. Uh, but I love this film. The whole uh, him being with those those police still chasing down the, the replicants and, and yeah. all that. Uh, also beautiful uh, Daryl Hannah is in this. Rector Howard. Rector Howard, rest in peace. He, he was awesome uh, in yeah. this film. But I love it. If you guys have not seen Blade Runner 2049, that it's I think it was just because it was way too long. Um, it, It's a good movie. Not saying it's not. Zisu loved it. But um, Blade Runner, this one, I really love. There's many different cuts of the film. If you get that whole box set, which I need to get uh, on Blu-ray, it's got every version of this film. The final cut, the theatrical cut and the special edition or what. Yeah, I mean, there's. Different one. Uh, I have the final cut one. I like the movie. It's awesome. The one that I want that I only know that they released it on VHS was the theatrical cut. And that was the one that had narration from Decker, Harrison Ford's mm-hmm. character. So I have not seen that version since I saw it in the theater. But awesome film, Blade Runner. All right, coming down to the last two films in this list. And so far, we are 38 for 38. <laughs> so- yes. Our childhood rock. Yes, uh, it was. All right. This one, I just mentioned it earlier. This is the 1987 Joel Schumacher classic. My all-time favorite vampire film. And this is The Lost Boys. Yes. Soundtrack. I just watched that the other day, too. So did I. (laughs) I I wanted to watch it. I don't know why I was was thinking. um, I watched this movie with, uh, what's his name in it? He was one of the vampires. It was this film called um, War Party. Um, what the hell is his name? Um, Billy Worth. That was his oh, name. Okay, he was one of the guys in this. He was the one that got the uh, blew up uh, Death by Stereo. He was that guy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, Jason Patrick, uh, the late and great Corey Haim, rest in peace. Diane West, um, uh, Kiefer Sutherland, uh, the beautiful Jamie Gertz, awesome Corey Feldman, uh, Jamison Newlander. Uh, Brooke McCarter, rest in peace. Uh, Billy Worth, uh, Alex Winter, and a bunch of other people in this. Uh, shout out. It's on Netflix if you guys uh, have that streaming on there. Uh, Mike, he had seen it and he goes, Dude, you got to see this movie. I said, What is it? He goes, It's a vampire movie. I did not know it was a vampire movie. All I saw was the posters and they don't look like vampires. Uh, but if you read it, it does say it's fun to be a vampire or whatever on it. But. We saw this theater uh, when we went, we so we went and seen it and uh, I was like, oh, dude, that was hella good. And Mike wanted to rewatch it. He wanted to watch it again. These are the days where they didn't kick you out of the theater. You can sit there and watch the movie over and over. So he wanted to watch it again, but I'm like, nah, 
Masters of the Universe came out with Dolph Lundgren, He-Man. Yeah. So I went into the next theater to watch that while he watched The Lost Boys <laughs> again. But there is, for those of you in the uh, Sacramento area, um, where is that? There is going to be a screening for The Lost Boys. I believe it's in May, and I am going to attend it because Billy Worth is going to be there. Um, The Lost Boys, it's a tribute on May 7th at the Historic Colonial Theater. Go to uh, ilovehorrorevents.com for tickets. But, um, yeah, they're going to have a screening for The Lost Boys. The last time I saw this on the movie screen was when it came out. And I've seen it a million times on cable and VHS, DVD, and Blu-ray, and everything else. So I would be off... Eric has not seen the film yet, so we're going to go see it for his first time to see it on the movie screen. So it'll be awesome. Lost Boys. All right, everyone. We're on to number film number 40. We're two hours in. We're almost done. Um, <laughs> probably the longest anchor so far. <laughs> but this is um, the 1985 classic. Uh, who I know Steven Spielberg was behind behind all this. But it was directed by, I should know this, Robert Zemeckis. Uh, and this is Back to the Future. Yes. Awesome. Michael J. Fox, Christopher Lloyd, beautiful Leah Thompson, Crispin Glover, uh, Tom Wilson. Um, uh, well, they changed her to Elizabeth Shue. But uh, Claudia Wells, she was in this and, and everyone else. But this movie was awesome. This was a film... We saw in the theater when it was new. Uh, it was in the summer because we were going to summer school. And after summer school, there was a, a native youth program that uh, took us to movies or Great America or wherever. Uh, just to, babe, to babysit us after summer school uh, for the summer. And they took us to go see this film. I didn't even know what it was. I didn't even want to go see it. But uh, if you remember, I was ducky for someone. She was going. So I said, all right, let's go. <laughs> Um, and we went and seen this and when the movie was we actually missed the first five minutes of the film so we got to sit and uh, watch the whole movie over again when it was over but when we left when the movie was over I was like man this is hella good but if you watch it now at the end of the film it says uh, to be concluded or, or to be continued or whatever it said that it didn't say that and when we saw it in the theater, it was just the movie was over and that was it. So we didn't know there was going to be a Back to Future 2, much less 3. So but so we found out that that was happening. We were like, what? There's going to be more? And I loved how it just, the, the second film started right where this one ended. Yes, right where it left off. And did we all want a DeLorean? I still want one. But from what I understand, they're, they're no good cars, but I still want one. Do you, you ever see that one riding around Reno that was all done yeah. up? It's the, is it the, the, um, well, there's the gold one there at Hera's Automobile Museum. <clears throat> no, this is the one that looks like Doc Brown's all done oh, up. Oh, serious? The flux capacitor and how it all, how it looked in the movie. It was an exact replica and it was driving around. I was going. Yeah, no, I didn't see that one. I was going to um, the mall, the big one, Meadowood, and <laughs> the big one. I heard the <laughs> Back so to the tight. Future music. Yeah, remember the little small one that was up the street, <laughs> Meadowood? <laughs> <laughs> no, 
what was that one? Park Lane, a little Park ghetto, Lane. little ghetto one. <laughs> so, we half the stores were occupied. Yeah, <laughs> but I remember hearing the Back to the Future music, and I was like, "Who the hell's blasting this soundtrack?" So I looked off to this, and here it came. I was like, "Oh my god!" <laughs> I didn't have my phone then. There he came driving down the street, blasting the Back to the Future theme, and I was like, "Oh, oh it's tough!" And he stopped. He let me look inside at the flux capacitor, flux capacitor, everything in it. And I was like, oh, my God. You go to cons, a lot of people have have these cars, so it's really cool. But this film, it just blew us all away in the summer of 1985 because we did not know what it was and how awesome this film was going to be. Um, we all knew who Michael J. Fox was because he was my, uh, Alex P. Keaton from Family Ties. Uh, also, watch uh, the films that made us, and they talk about this film. He was filming Family Ties like during the the day and then he was filming like he was back to back. He'd go film Family Ties. They'd go pick him up and he would sleep for a few minutes. However, it was until they got to the set to the back lots of Universal so they can film this back. So he was like double duty every day while he was while he was making this film. And uh, they actually um, what's his name? <sighs> Alex uh, or Michael J. Fox wasn't the the first guy to do this film. It was um, what's his face? Man, he they filmed some stuff, but he just wasn't um wasn't a fit. Yeah, I he, know who you're talking about. I can picture his face, but I can't remember. Redhead. Um, he was in some kind of wonderful. He was Rocky Dennis in Mask. Oh, Eric Stoltz. Eric Stoltz, yes, him. He, they filmed some stuff. There's some stuff in this film where it's Eric Stoltz still. They said they, they didn't have time to, to redo it. So, but yeah, it was him. They were just saying that he, I don't know. I don't know if it, they made it seem like it was his fault that he got fired from the film. But yeah, watch the, uh, the movies that made us on Netflix and it'll explain uh, more of that story. But this film was awesome. It was a, one of the, one of the greatest time travel movies ever. And it did spawn off into two more films. I know they want to remake it. I just leave it alone. It's fine. Yeah, I'll it's, do that. It's gonna be a big CGI mess. This was all when all or nothing days when everything was made by hand. <laughs> so yeah, all like this the car actually was, drove. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, but this was it was an amazing film. I love this film. This is one of those ones I can I can watch over and over. I remember after we saw the second one, my cousin took me to see it. I didn't know there was going to be a third one, but at the end of the second film, when it said to be concluded or whatever, and then they show us the trailer for the third film. I was like, what? I was like, oh my God. So this is in the days when they just, when they were going to, when they knew they were going to make a third film, they just filmed it all at once. So it was already done and made. We just had to wait till next summer for it to come out. But, I saw the first two in the theater and the second, third one we saw, it was at a drive-in, but we weren't inside the drive-in. And when I say that, there was a new, there was an old drive-in theater. It's gone now because they just bought the land and demolished it. They were building this small little mini mall with like Safeway and all that next to it. So that, but it was still being built. It was all, it was all pretty much constructed and everything. And they were building the street. The streets were blocked off. But in the center, there was a a little um, a grass, little grassy hill, a divider. So it was me, my friend Gav, and my friend Victoria. We skated over 
to uh, so we can see the film. So we sat on that grass and looked over the fence. We could see the screen and hear it clearly. And we watched Back to the Future 3 that way. <laughs> so didn't have to pay. And it was an awesome. I wish that drive-in was there, but it's gone. But See, I saw the third one in the theater. It was senior cut day. So the entire senior class went and saw it. We were just talking about that. Senior cut down. Who I was talking to about it. But, but um, yes, this. We did it. All 40 movies, and we've seen every single one. Yes. Majority in the theater, and a lot of them from at home. But we've seen every single movie. And uh, from what I, if you, when you do this, when you're on this uh, list challenges, it tells you, um, it gives you your score uh, at, at the top of it. And we scored 100. We're 40 for 40. Yeah. Let me see if I can snap a shot of Best that. childhood ever. I send it to you. But yeah. <laughs> we did it. We're 40 for 40. We got <laughs> we're 100% and we're we're five stars. Um, yes. Yes, all these movies We I don't care. I say this all the time. We grew up in the right era. <laughs> for for movies, for everything, music, all of that. And television as well. Um, now I'm an old grandpa, and but hey, we still remember where we came from. We still remember the movies that made us. We still have to throw that in there. We, we remember all that. Oh yeah. Well, and then you know, passing it on too, because like little man over over the weekend, I asked him, I'm like, hey, you know, what do you want to watch? He goes, can it be a Star Wars day? I teared up. I'm, that's my boy right there. That's him. He's oh, got me. So got- we watched Star Wars. We took a day and we watched Star Wars and he was just like all into it. We got Obi-Wan coming too. Oh, oh I can't wait for that. I cannot either. I cannot wait <laughs> for that. But Oh, and I went and saw Spider-Man. Finally? Did <laughs> she Batman up. yet? <laughs> Already... I still haven't seen the one with Mysterio in it yet, but I just saw this recent one, and you didn't I, see the I'm one? set for Doctor Strange, dude. I cannot wait for that movie. Oh man, you didn't see the last one? Uh, Did I you... didn't see that one. Oh, so I saw him a little out of order, but you know, I'm ready. Doctor Strange, that's gonna look cool. Little man's ready for Sonic Two. Oh, I'm ready for that one. That one was that, that's that first coming up one. in a couple of weeks. Oh man, there's so many. We got Morbius coming. Um, yeah, I think that one. I see that too. Couple weeks and this whole Sony Spider-Man timeline. I I don't know how it's working out. I know Venom's in the timeline, but then now it's not. If you saw the the newest Spider-Man, did you see the last Venom? Let there be carnage or whatever the hell it was called. Uh, no, I didn't see that one either. <sighs> Nothing against Tom Hardy. He's awesome, but I just I did not like those Venom movies. Do I own them? Yes, I do, because I own all the Marvel movies. So, but uh, <laughs> I'm going to see Morbius. I love Jared Leto, so uh, I'll definitely check that out. But, all right, everyone, that was, um, if you grew up watching 36 or uh, 40 of these classic 80s movies, your parents raised you right, and we've seen all 40 of these films. So our parents also get the five stars. And of course, they raised us right. And we are raising our kids right. Because I want to say, I know Tiga's seen 
most of these films. She probably didn't watch like Steel Magnolias or anything like that. What's no, not Steel Magnolias. Oh yeah, that was on here. She, I, I guarantee you, she didn't see that or Mystic Pizza because she is not a lovey-dovey girly girl. She likes uh, horror movies and crazy things and all that. So, but like her dad taught her. Yeah, <laughs> she she's seen all these other ones. Eric is slowly making his way through uh, the '80s classics, but he's he's seen a lot of these ones. He loved Sixteen Candles. He thought that was hilarious. Uh, Long Duck Dong was probably his favorite character. But again, boys and girls, you can't make that film today. No. <laughs> so, but um, lots of changes would have to. Happen. Yes, and it, w- it would not be the same. Just leave that story alone. It was fine the way John Hughes made it. But all right, everybody, we are out of here. Uh, Becca, thank you so much. You know she's part of the East Society, so I mean she'll be back for more, and I don't know when or what, but. Uh, Thanks for coming on. Um, Great childhood memories right there. Thank you. Yes. Um, I'll have to make it down there. and We got to do something. We got to go to movies. We got to go hang out. Did they ever open up that restaurant that's like superhero? Oh, thing? yeah. Is Comics. It, is it open now? It's open, yes. All right. Well, that's where we're going. I'm going to take you there when I come down. Yeah. Is it a million oh, degrees wait. yet? No, it was only 79 today. Ugh, that's hot. <laughs> well, I'm sure. Hey, I still wear a sweatshirt when it's 79. Okay. <laughs> anyway, everyone. But, <laughs> all right. Uh, we're out of here because I got to get these kids in bed. So, um, everyone, thank you for listening. Go over to the regular network and listen to everything we got over there. Check out uh, Brian's new show, ESP Shorts. Uh, that first episode is up. And he's going to do it whenever he can. So don't expect that a, a weekly thing. But um, yeah, we're going to come back more, more, more lists since we got this website uh, listchallenges.com. If you guys want to join in on uh, the conversation. So with that, uh, Becca, again, thank you so much uh, for coming on in anything else before we get out of here. Like I said, thanks for those great memories. Oh my gosh, half those movies I forgot. And I'm like, oh, yes. So, love it. Love yeah, the memories. Was, Thank you. There was a few that I need to rewatch because I do not remember any of them. My old memory, everyone. I'm turning an old man. So, but. All right. Until next time, everyone, just be safe out there and party on. Thank you.